What's up, everybody? This is Noah Alvarez, and you are tuned into the My Mike and I podcast. Want to thank everyone that's listening. Whether you're a day one listener or new to the podcast, I greatly appreciate you. The My Mike and I podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Plus, don't forget, we are a part of the Big Heads Podcast Network, so shout out to them for putting us on. Also want to give a shout out to Generic Sports for producing the funky instrumental in the background. You can check out more of his work at soundcloud.com slash generic sports. Also on Twitter, he's been posting some beats there as well recently. So check him out, Generic Sports. Also shout out to Vince Correa for designing both the new My Mike and I logo and the old Podfathers logo. So in case you're listening to one of those older episodes up on there, very talented young graphic designer. So shout out to Vince. Now, before we get into this week's show, a couple of updates, life updates for you. Your boy has been killing it. He's been having one hell of a month this past weekend, and I'm sorry I got to brag a little bit. Sorry, not sorry. August 10th through 11th this past weekend, I had the chance to cover the Real Street Hip Hop Festival, and let me tell you, I had so much fun. Like, what a freaking blessing that was, man. Holy cow. Everything about that festival was just so damn amazing. Everything from the graffiti art to the car show to the big boy's neighborhood being there with his barbershop and his nail salon to the artist performances to the live interviews from everything. I really had the time of my life and, and, and I hope to be able to cover more festivals down the road. Um, speaking of which, your boy got an interview with the young, talented artist Danny Lay that should be on the ballout.com by the time this podcast is released so be sure to check that out it's a quick interview she was short on time I was running around trying to make that interview happen and guess what your boy made that interview happen so shout out to uh you know the higher power shout out to God um God is good for sure like there is I have definitely had my doubts but this last week this last this last month man I've been having just one hell of a roller coaster and I just feel like I've been so lucky so blessed to say that so I just want to thank God and uh just you know just wanted to mention that out there you can check out the recaps for both day one and day two of the festival on theballout.com be sure to check that out I also have a couple other sports related articles on that website too so be sure to check out that for some of my writing content speaking of hip-hop on Twitter and the other social media, someone posted a list of top 50 rappers not too long ago, which created a lot of national buzz. Well, I don't know about national buzz, but it created a lot of buzz on social media, right? Mainly because the list had Jay-Z at the number one spot, <laughs> plus a whole lot of other head-scratching decisions. Like, yo, so whoever made that list was just getting flamed left and right. But, um, but regardless, we're not here to talk about that list. A lot of people began posting their top 50 list. And me, being the hip-hop head I am, of course, I had to make one too. And so I posted it on social media back on Wednesday, um, August 14th, in case you're not listening to the podcast this week, which you should be, but just in case you aren't, August 14th, I posted a uh, list of top 50 rappers. And I like doing stuff like this because it always sparks a good discussion, right? Um, now, some, some of y'all liked my list and some of y'all didn't like my list. And, you know, that's cool. Uh, everyone has and in, is entitled to their own opinion 
But by far, the biggest complaint I got was Cardi B in my top 50. At number 49, too. Like, not even a high number. But people were like, oh, Cardi B on the list. Like, what, what? Um, and, and I don't know. Up to that day, I didn't... I guess I didn't realize the disrespect the common folk had for Cardi B. And maybe I'm a little biased because I had just seen her perform at the Real Street Festival the weekend prior. But when I think of top lyricists in the rap game right now, especially top you know female lyricists as far as hip hop history, I gotta give Cardi her respect. Yo, like the woman raps with such urgency, so much swag and confidence, almost like the way she raps just to kind of give you like a visual representation it's just like a big middle finger to the patriarchal system that we have you know set up here in this country and i just feel like cardi's music represents that you know what i mean i just think she's dope as fuck her lyrics are hella hard they're hella empowering to all my female friends and all her female fans shoot i'm sure there's even males who listen to cardi b and get hyped up you know what i mean so shout out to cardi b i had to include her in my top 50 because she's got mad talent yo best believe that and uh, yeah, for those of you who still haven't checked out my top 50 list and who want to check it out, I posted it on my Twitter, at underscore Noah Alvarez. Give me a follow. Also posted the list on my podcast's IG page. Relatively new out there. Could use some followers. Go ahead and give it a follow. My period, Mike and period I. That's my period, Mike and period I for more polls and Instagram content. Okay, last thing. Your boy started a new job as a personal trainer at 24 Hour Fitness. Pretty cool, right? But the reason I bring this up, not to advertise about my services, I don't care if you train with me or not, but I want to speak something into existence. See, I want this to be the last, and I mean the dead last and final regular job I ever have to work in my life. No more working retail, no more working sales, no more working some stupid behind the desk job or only some part-time labor job that's going to hurt me. Nah, nah, nah. From here on out, it's only going to go on up here from here, baby. We're making big moves with the podcast the rest of this year. Best believe that. Going to launch my website later this month, and it's going to be dope as fuck. I'm going to put some customized you know, music playlists there. I'm going to be having a blog there. I'm going to be talking some shit on there. Also, you can check out some of my, you know, my work there, my demos, all that kind of stuff. I'm also going to put together some nice broadcasting demos, too, from this year's internship. Football season right around the corner, so I can't wait gonna be covering some high school and community college football again this year and yeah i'm gonna just kill it i'm gonna go hard on everything for the rest of this year and basically so i don't have to work any regular ass job for the rest of my life again i'm speaking into existence now this will be the last regular job i have until i make my breakthrough working in the media mark my words everybody all right let's get into this week's episode this week features the very talented young rapper who goes by the name of Alleluia Dystopia. He just dropped an album on Friday, August 9th, titled Death to Dystopia. And we talk about the creative process he went through, plus much more about his career, what motivates him, his biggest influences, so on and so forth. I told y'all I'm going to have more up-and-coming artists on the show. So without further ado, here's the conversation between Dystopia and I. All right, well, thanks for hopping on the show. Yes, sir. Obviously, first question, what was kind of your earliest memory of hip-hop, whether it was a fan or you picking up the mic? What what do you associate in your earliest memory? <laughs> um, old, old hip-hop, for sure. Is what we were talking about off the off the mic. Um, 
my dad bumping Run DMC, fucking KRS One, like old shit, like real old. Like it's basically like the birth, the birth givers of hip hop. You could say, you know, like the guys who really started it. N.W.A. Um, cool Rap G, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, like bunch of old stuff. This is guy Africa Bum. I, I think yeah. it's a song Africa or is that a group? It's a Africa DJ. Bum- Africa. Africa Bum- okay, like he would bump. So a lot of pop lock shit too, because that's technically hip hop. That's hip hop. B boy. Yeah, yeah. So all that shit's hip hop. So um, he's bumping a lot of that shit. Like a lot of it's not it's not considered dance music now, but back then it was dance music. Mm-hmm. So he bump a lot of that shit. That was like my early memories. Like I hated it when I was younger. I thought that shit was annoying as fuck. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna lie. I thought yeah. that shit was mad annoying. When I was younger, just the dance music. I don't like the dance music. Like, mm-hmm. like I didn't like that shit when I was younger. And then as I got older, like middle school, it's crazy because I only listened to like I can't recall like any early memory, but like I remember like bumping like just radio shit, which is crazy because I'm like not like that at all. Mm-hmm. And then I remember I told my dad like I was getting into rapping and stuff, and he's like, "All right." You gotta listen to Tupac. <laughs> oh yeah, put yeah. you on. Yeah, and then and then he showed me. Well, he would play it before, but he's like, "This is the guy. This is the guy." He showed me Biggie Smalls, obviously. Eminem, mm-hmm. Eminem was he liked him. My dad loves Eminem a lot. So those are like my early memories. But then like later on when I was in high school, like when I was getting more involved in the hip hop. I don't know who's like the first artist like I gravitated to, but like for sure those are like my early memories. For sure, like what maybe even want to start rapping is like. Joey Badass, oh yeah, Logic, um, Tyler the Creator, Kid Cudi. This is not funny and random as fuck. Macklemore, okay. when they, they dropped the heist in 2012. Damn, all right. Cause I was in high, I was a freshman in like 2011, 2012. Yeah. And like all those tapes like dropped around that time. Yeah. Um, Good Kid, Mass City. Oh no, Section 80. Right. Section 80 was the first shit I heard. Then Goblin, and then Man on the Moon by Kid Cudi, Goblin by Tyler mm-hmm. the Creator. Um, Welcome to Forever by Logic. 1999, Judge Drop by Joey Badass. Al Faro by Travis Scott. This is the datpiff.com days, bro. Right, no, I remember that. Straight up. I'm a real hip-hop fan. This is our era of hip-hop, you know? So, like, I've been really, like, out there, like, digitally, like, into that shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, besides, like, my dad putting me on, I don't know how... Oh, I remember how I got into it, though. I remember... Back then... Not back then. It sounds weird to say that, but, yeah, like... a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In 2011, 2012... It feels like... When you plug in your iPod, your iPod Touch into someone's computer, all their music just uploaded automatically. Now it doesn't do that, because right. it's, like, illegal, I guess, technically, so they kind of, like, stop that. Bro, I plugged in my iPod, all my, my homie's <laughs> iPod. I think... Thank you, Cole, bro. We don't even talk no more, but thank you, Cole. All this music just uploaded, and I was like, what the fuck is this? And then I put on Section 80, I'm like, oh my god, bro, bro this is shit, it's like a godsend to right? me, bro. I was a ninth grade freshman, I was nerdy as fuck, I was like, I had no confidence, this shit was giving me like, birth, life. Uh-huh. Soundtrack to my life by Kid Cudi was like, golden to me, you know? Welcome to Forever, it was beautiful, Goblin was like, all my angst I needed. Like, it was like, all these kind of emotions that mm-hmm. I had. They like all fulfilled it in one way, you know. Macklemore, I just really liked the sonics of that. Ryan, uh, Ryan Lewis was a producer on that shit. Like, like sonically, he just made that shit beautiful, bro. Like, I really fuck. I still fuck with that album, bro. Like, Mm -hmm. so that's like my earliest like memories of hip hop. And then when I told my dad I want to rap, he gave me this movie. He's like, you want to be a rapper? You need to fucking watch this. It's called Tupac, like the the resurrection or some shit like that. It's a Mm -hmm. documentary. I watched this shit twice and I cried the first time. Dead Dang, ass. really? Bro, because the ending was sad as fuck, bro. Like, <laughs> it got me fucked up. So much potential, you know, and he yeah. was killed. So that's what made me sad. Like, damn, bro, fuck. 
and like you know rest in peace but like all that shit so that's like my earliest memories but for sure it was like all that old school yeah yeah 80s shit I still can't I respect it but I cannot bump that even till this day bro I cannot <laughs> it's too yeah, like I know what you mean how my cousin named Kenny lend me a penny yeah I, yeah, yeah, so yeah very simple like the rock rock him rock him I could fuck with yeah cause he kinda was flipping it he was like he was the first one to kinda fuck up the rhyme the, the rhyme skin culture mm-hmm. like he was kinda like the first lyricist yeah right? yeah yeah so he wasn't doing the basic rhyme skin he was like messing really flipping it up so I could bump that because it's like, like oh like mm-hmm. it's like real lyrics like what you're saying the first lyricist like yeah. ooh Ala Kuje yeah, I could bump because he makes mm. the songs for the ladies yeah so I could bump that he has good variety too yeah but other than that like I can't really bump that I, I'm inspired by it like imagely like imagely I don't even know that's a word image wise I'm inspired by style wise for sure like yeah. some of that shit like I twi- I'm making my own like kind of style today Modernize it Like I'm inspired by all that shit Run DMC Like um What's his name Slick Rick Like all those chains Like that's mm. pretty gangster You know like The eye patch too Yeah the eye patch like, Iconic So Yeah those are like my early memories I kind of went all over the place But No I was gonna say That's crazy though Cause at the same time Those artists that you all mentioned I went to a concert A festival It's called Pay Dues I don't know if you ever Oh yeah that. I know yeah. Pay Dues but Is that still around? No, I don't think they just disbanded like a few years ago. But in, <laughs> in 2012, literally headlining was All those Tyler guys. Creator, yeah. Kendrick Lamar, Mac Miller, Macklemore was there. We had Wu Tang Clan there, some older artists too. But I remember that year with Wu Tang. Yeah, that's crazy, Mac, bro. Dude, I'm so telling you, we were on the same shit. Even though like I'm a little younger than you, I was on the same shit because yeah. all my older homies they went to that shit. And I remember like, fuck, bro, yeah, I wish I bro. could be there. You know, like I always wanted to go there and then Coachella at the time when I was in high school. That's crazy. I forgot about paid dues, but I for sure remember that shit, bro. Yeah, they had like a good, what, like eight It was crazy. Run. Yeah, what happened? That sucks. I don't know. That sucks. I know I'm... Merz was putting it on. Like, he was, it was kind of Who? his. Merz? Oh, is it Merz 90? He has like a 90 in his thing? No, it's just Merz. Oh, maybe, 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 maybe yeah. if I see his Instagram. But I know he was kind of like the one behind putting it on. All right, so talk about your first time picking up the mic and what, like really what inspired, who kind of like got you into rapping? Like, what's your first memory from that? So, this is like a little journey, but um, when I was in middle school, I went to North Park Middle School, Pico Rivera. So, I was like, I don't know if I was in 7th grade or 8th grade, but like, I remember I used to like, I used to do, it was a written, right? It was a written, but I used to, people would think it's a freestyle. Mm. I was impressing everyone. So, basically, like, I did this shit to impress a bunch of people, like, different group. I will do the same freestyle, but it was a written, but they think it was off the dome. You know, mm-hmm. so they're like, "Oh my god, he's coming up with this on the spot." So I remember doing this and impressing a bunch of because I was real nerdy. I was a band geek and like all this shit. So I was like, like, so I would do this like a little bit, and then I remember writing like very little, like very little in middle school, like very little writing, right? So now here comes high school, ninth grade. I remember like this is like a movie. They had freestyle Fridays, right? Oh yeah. No, not, not my school, but like a group of kids. Like everyone was circle, like straight up. It's like some New York shit, bro, like in the 90s. Were... Nah, it's school, bro. Oh, okay. <laughs> Straight up. This is crazy, because, like, not, like, just to think about it, it's like a movie. Like, yeah. that's not realistic. You would think that's not realistic, but it's like, nah, this really happened. Yeah. This would happen every Friday. They had Freestyle Fridays. They bring a big-ass... Man, my friend Tony, bro, he'd bring a boombox, dead-ass, bro. Yeah. Awesome. And he was really into old-school rap, so he'd, like, old-school shit. But um, they would have some kind of speaker, and everyone would start freestyling. And I remember specifically... My friend Dante and this kid PJ, oh Patrick, right? They were freestyle and they were so good. Like, 
And I remember like seeing all like the way everyone was looking at them. It was like like they were super cool, right? Mm-hmm. And again, this is me like young ninth grade. Like I wanted to be that cool kid, right? So I'm like, damn, like I want what they have, like all that attention. I want that attention for myself, right? So I remember like started. I kind of started writing, and then like every Friday, I'm like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. And I never did. I never did. Yeah. I just, I was so scared, bro. I was so nervous. And I remember my best friend, Diego Sacramento, he's still my best friend till this day. What up, bro? Like, he'd be like, bro, why didn't you do it? Why don't you do it? And I'm like, <laughs> nah, next week, next week. But like, I never, I never, I never did. Like, I wish I had that moment where I was like, dude, I did and I did it, you know? Mm-hmm. But I never fucking did it. Like, I wish I could go back and do it. But hey, you know, everything happens for a reason. But like, specifically, I remember my homie Dante and PJ. Like, I was like, kind of looking up. They're my age, but I looked up to them. Like, Damn, like they're hella cool, bro. Like they're they have confidence. Like they were mm-hmm. just rapping and shit. And I don't know what's up with Dante, but I know PJ. He's still doing it. His his name is True. He goes by True Sound. Like he even has songs with Willow Smith and shit. Damn. Like, yeah, like he's verified and shit. Like that's fucking dope, you there know. You and I remember always looking up to him. Like, hey, bro. Like, what's up? Like, like you know, let's get to it. So I look. I looked up to PJ. Like, yeah, he's he has songs with like Willow Smith and all that shit, right? That's just. That's crazy, you know, that he's still doing it. I'm happy for him. Dante, he's not really rapping or anything. He was doing it for fun. But, like, I, I remember looking up to them, and I remember always kicking it with them. And, um, like, I never really rapped for no one. I was writing. For sure, I was writing. Like, I had the notebook. Like, I was writing. And mm-hmm. I told my parents I wanted to make music. So they're, like... And they're very supportive of everything I do. There you go. So they're, like... Like, they didn't just, like, gas me up right away. They're, like... They told me they told me they wanted to see if I was serious. They didn't tell me this at the time. But they're like, oh, yeah, when you told us you wanted to make music, they're like, all right, let's see if it's a phase or if you're serious about it, right? Right. Because, you know, some kids, I want to... They go make, through different phases. I want to make clothes, but then they, they, don't, they, don't, they don't do it after all, right? Right. So they're like, all right, let's see if he's doing it. So I, bro, I had notebooks, like, written, like, just writing, writing, writing. And then I discovered datpiff.com at a really age. So that's how I got... That's how I was an early fan of all these artists before they blew up because a lot of them had random-ass mixtapes on right. Piff before they were huge. And I had them. I still have it on my my Apple library because I have the same laptop since high school. Mm-hmm. So I still have the same mixtapes. I have Al Faro by Travis Scott. This is his first mixtape. Yeah. This is his first mixtape. Uh-huh. And literally on that Piff, it said Al Faro released one week ago, and I got it, bro. And like I'm a diehard. Not I'm not gonna say diehard, but he's one of my biggest influences, Travis Scott. Mm-hmm. So like I was that early, like on all these guys, Logic, Joy, Badass. Um, there's a lot of foods on, on there that I have. That, mm-hmm. A lot of them didn't even pop, you know? There's a lot yeah. of guys that, that went nowhere, but they were still a good... It was a good mixtape. Oh, Acid Rap, 10 Days by yeah, Chester Rapper. Chester so, like, I had all that shit. So, while I'm, like, getting introduced to, like, hip-hop, like, mentally, I'm, like, experiencing, like, everything, you know? Like, just hip-hop-wise. Like, it's it's giving me more confidence. I'm hanging around guys that are all, like, mainly rap, and they're into rap, rap music, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I started hanging around, like, a group of guys, and they all, like, they made beats, and, like, they rapped more. And, like, like I kind of, like, looked up to them, even though they're, like, my age, and, like, maybe there's some of them that are a little bit older. So, like, I, I always wanted to be put on, like, hey, bro, like, we're, we're gonna kind of record, but... No- like I look like looking mm-hmm. back, I was like they're kind of a little broing me, like yeah, but like not in a good way. As opposed to like giving me knowledge and like hey, this is what you got to do. They're kind of shunning me because I was kind of whack at the time. I'm not gonna lie, mm-hmm. I was whack as fuck. So I don't know, like they just thought I was whack. Like oh, he's a whack rapper. You know, we're not trying to make you know music with him. Whatever the case was, nothing was happening. Right? I'm mm-hmm. like man, I want to record. I want to do this. So then like I've been writing freshman, sophomore year. You know, they still the freestyle Fridays and all that shit. Sophomore year. I recorded my first song ever. My friend Andres, he's a producer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, hey, bro, you want to be on the song that I'm making? Um, I'm making a beat. Like, other people are on it. 
dude, I was so happy, bro. I'm like, yes. I was like a little kid. I'm like, yeah, when we're going to record, he said, after school, yeah, dude, let's fucking do it. Yeah. I was excited as fuck, dude. Like, I felt like a little kid. Like, I was so excited. I'm like, yeah, let's go fucking do it, bro. Blah, blah, blah. And I remember, even Diego, he remember, I was like so excited. Like, damn. So we went, we recorded it, yada, yada, yada. Did it? That was like the first time I, I got like behind a mic. It was yeah. it was like a mic like this, like literally like, and we recorded in a music room because the high school I went to was right next to Cal State LA. Oh, so okay. we went to a music room on Cal State LA, and that was like our booth. Oh, there you like, go. Like because because the, the you know how colleges are the doors are just open like they're not really like you know so we just went in and we just recorded, and then um after that so junior year like I have money saved up my own money. Oh, wait, my bad. I forgot a side note. My dad, he let me use his old-ass Mac. He let me use GarageBand. Oh, and he had, yeah. And he had, he had a little mic, too, exactly, like a snowball. And he let me record off that shit. And um, he let me try to make beats and all this shit. It was his computer, though. He's like, oh, I need it for work now. Yeah. Fuck. You know? So, like, there's that. And then, and then junior year, I saved up my own money, and I bought a laptop. My own laptop. It's the same laptop I have today. I bought Logic. I think I got Logic torrented, mm-hmm. but then I, I bought it eventually. Like, I just paid it off because you always want to get it legally. So, and that's how, like, I for sure, like, got into it. Like, that's, like, the first beginning, like, way early. Like, no, you probably won't ever hear none of those songs, but, like, that's, like, the early, <laughs> really? early, early, early. I have them. Uh-huh. So, I'll show you it after, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but, bro, you're talking about Dat Piff. That just took me back to a whole different era because there was times... Like during the summers or after after school, dude, I would spend like two three hours on Dat Piff, hot new hip hop, just looking up new songs. Like ah, fuck with this or nah. And then I would have my YouTube downloaders and you know put the link. I in. downloaded whatever was new. Yeah. Cause I just wanted to who who was hot, mm-hmm. who's hot. Oh, this was whack. Why I download it? <laughs> Delete it. Oh, this is hot. Mm-hmm. You know, like Dat Piff. It's still going, but no one, you know. No, it's not as big anymore. Yeah, we have streaming services now. Dying era. So what kind of what what made that jump from that kind of early stages to where you're at now? So I always I always like to keep track of uh, post high school. You know, I feel like that's like when shit got serious. Even though it wasn't serious until like a year, I would say like two years now. It's been serious, but then even more serious, like less than a year. Mm-hmm. Like I'm still really brand new. I'm still real fresh. But um, I graduated high school, and then um. I just remember I had a mic. Oh, it was the same mic. Oh, no, my parents bought me a mic for Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. It was still, like, not, like... It was a USB mic, direct, so there's no interface or nothing. So I graduated high school. I was young. I was 17 when I graduated. Um, and it was just, like... Like, in my mind, I always wanted to do music, right? Like, I want to do music. I want to do music. But, so when I graduated, I just remember, like, my best friend, he left to the military, right? Mm-hmm. So he's gone. I'm not talking to him. My other best friend, he's in New York for school now. Like, this is, like, right, 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 you know, like, right when yeah. you graduate, you know? My other, this is, I don't my other friend, he got locked up. Damn. So, like, every, it's like, I was, like, alone, and I just remember having a mic and a computer, right? My computer. And I was like, all right, this is what everyone's, like, they're doing. My friend got locked up for life, so it's not, he's getting locked up for a little bit. So, it's like, that's his path. This yeah. is my friend's path. He's in college. So my other friend, he's a Marine. It's like... What's my path, right? Mm-hmm. So I just remember hitting record on my laptop, right? So that's how it kind of started. Like, it wasn't necessarily like a serious, but it's like, man, I want to do whatever. At that point in my life, it was like, I want to do whatever I can do to make this serious, mm-hmm. you know? So it just was recording, recording, recording. And then shout out to my best friend, Julian. That's my fucking brother, bro. Like, 
like like it's like you know when you don't talk to someone for a while like mm-hmm. it might be kind of weird or like yeah we're not cool no more like he's like the guy I don't talk to him for like two months I see him and he, like it's we still have that same love okay you yeah. know like like it's all love man like he's like my plus one of life mm-hmm. <laughs> like if, when I'm going to events I'm bringing him along that's you know? a good way to like, put it yeah yeah he's my plus one because when I graduated high school he's like what do you want to do I'm like man I want to make music he's like alright I'll order a mic right now He's like, you, you record in my closet. Let's go. Yeah. And he picked me up every fucking day, bro. Every fucking day he picked me up. Because he had a better mic than I, that the one I had. Uh-huh. Right? And he had, he had a closet and everything. Like, like he's like, all right, I'll pick you up. He picked me up every day in his Lexus, dude. It was his dad's Lexus. He picked me up every fucking day. I'm not, I'm not, when I say every day, I'm not like, oh yeah, like once, every fucking day, bro. Damn. I basically like kind of lived there. His parents like were just, they just accepted that I was going to be there all the time. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. slept on his couch. We ate food. I ate, I was raiding his fridge all the time. He get mad. Man, you got to bring your own food, bro. <laughs> like, so like, he was like kind of pushing me to like, you want to do it? All right, fucking do it. Mm-hmm. So like, he wasn't like the kind of guy to like, he just knew, like, if you're going to do something, you're going to fucking do it, bro. Or yeah. don't fucking say you're going to do it, you know? So when I told yeah, him I was going to, he's like, all right, I'm going to pick you up. He's like, I ordered, I just got a mic. I'm going I'm to pick you up. So I was like, damn, all right. So, like, that was, like, kind of pushing me more towards seriousness, you know? Mm-hmm. But still, like, it's because I'm, I'm, I'm not even hip to, like, none of the business side yet. Like, this is just me trying to get the confidence to be a creative artist still, you know? Like, who is dystopia, you know? This is me trying to discover myself as a person. Right. But, like, I, I, I met, um, I started rapping with another kid named Mr. Versace. And then, like, we just kind of all made music together. And then, like, once we started, like, realizing, like, people were actually kind of fucking with it locally, I was like, damn, I think we can do this. Like, like this can't be for real. Mm-hmm. And I knew it was for real, but it's like, like, when you actually start seeing shit, it's like, damn, like, bet, you know? Like, sick, you know? So, like, we're doing it for real, for real. And then, you know, shit just got more serious, you know? Like, Instagram people are fucking with me more. Twitter people mm-hmm. fucking with me more. Um, I'm still growing it every day. You know, I'm nowhere near where I want to be. But like, I don't know. It, it was just like we just made. I made. I made a collab mixtape with uh, Mr. Versace called Summertime High Ride. Mm-hmm. And like, that was like it was like some more underground shit, like Suicide Boys type shit. You know, okay, Dead Top yeah, Curry yeah. type shit. And I just remember we dropped that, and like, that's for sure. Like the first time we had like a local buzz because we had a song called "Doing My Dance," mm-hmm. bro. I, we felt like celebrities, bro. Every party we went to in Pico, no way. Doing my dance, doing my, I'm doing my dance. They would sing that shit. They put it on. They start recording us. Like I felt like a celebrity, bro. Damn. Everywhere we went, as far as Pico, like parties, they had the flash on us, dude. Yeah. Like they start recording us. Anyone who remembers that time and era, they'll know. Like, oh yeah, I remember that shit. Like, and I felt like a celebrity. We all did. Like, we felt like, dude, this is fucking it, mm-hmm. you know? And then Adam22 was in our music video because we shot it on Melrose. Uh-huh. So, and he was there, and I asked him, were you down to be in it? He's like, yeah. So, I got him in it, and he took a video of us, and he posted it to his Twitter and snap of us. Yeah. So, when that happened, right when he tweeted that video of us, all our phones started blowing up. Like, literally, it was like a movie, bro. It was like a movie because it was like in the prime of like, No Jumper just started popping. Like, yeah. super prime, like... Super prime. This is like pre X XX. This is like right when XXX started popping. Little pump was on the rise, like all that shit. So he posted a video of us, and I just remember, like my friend was like, "Oh, fool! He posted it on Snapchat. What the fuck? Like Ron Marrow still, right? Yeah. Oh, sick. You know, blah blah. <laughs> and then Jacob's like, "Dude, my Twitter's blowing up. Dude. Yeah. And then I started getting phone calls, bro, and the texts. You're on no jumper. You're on no jumper. I'm like. Oh my god! Like I was like a little kid hyped again, like that little kid feeling I told you about when I was hyped to record my first song. It was like that. I was like, oh my fucking god, bro! Yeah. What the fuck? 
So, like, all these things, it's, like, a lot of little things that, like, so it wasn't, like, one day, like, something happened. I was, like, oh, dude, it's serious. Mm -hmm. It was, like, a lot of little things, and the next thing you know, I wake up, and I'm looking back, and I'm, like, oh, shit, this shit's way more serious. You get me? Yeah, like a build-up. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, it wasn't, yeah. like, one thing happened. I'm, like, oh, yeah, this is serious. Like, it just slowly, slowly, shit, I, I, it's about growing, so every day I'm growing. Like, what, what I got to do, like, what I got to do to get on No Jump, bro, I need to find out, like, how to get in contact with his people, you know how to get into contact who 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 are these people's managers who is this artist's manager i need to get into, i need to get in the eyes of the because then i realize it's business you know well mm -hmm. I, I my dad always taught me he's like it's a business it's a business like anything right mm -hmm. it's a business you know you don't want to get fucked over as an artist so i'm like all right so now like i'm for sure like way more hip and like business wise and it's like yeah i don't know that's like that's like propelled me. Like all yeah. these little things, like <laughs> led up to that moment. That even doing that collab mixtape, we recorded at Julian's closet. But just that whole process and having a bunch of people supporting us around us, mm -hmm. it was like, you know, if you woke up one day and everyone everyone told you you were the shit, you're gonna feel like the shit. Like, yeah. I'm the shit, you know. <laughs> so after everyone was gassing us up for being like rappers and shit, I'm like, yeah, I'm doing this shit for real. <laughs> like I feel like a rapper. So like. You know, that's kind of like how I started building up and shit. Yeah, that's a crazy story. Just because when you first when we first messaged each other and I looked at your Instagram page, that was the first thing I noticed. No jumper, Adam Twenty Two. Yes, that's like a pretty, you know, the, the music video you do with them. That's like, I mean, if you know hip hop and you're a hip hop fan, like he gets like all the big, not all the big name artists like A listers, but he's getting a lot of those guys on the up and up, right? For sure, and he's especially a lot of young yeah. cats. Especially in the early days of No Jumper, because I was a, how how I was on that piff really. I was on No Jumper way early, like 2016, bro. Oh, okay, yeah. Like, super early. Every artist he interviewed, like, I remember, I'm like, they blew up, bro. Mm -hmm. And that's how he put me onto artists. Like, I was start like, he interviewed, like, like, Suicide Boys, you know. But they were already kind of, like, popping. But he just interviewed everyone, bro. Like, everyone before they started popping. And he did Lil Yachty's first interview. Mm -hmm. Lil Yachty's first interview. First interview? And I remember, like, oh, I started shit. bumping Lil Yachty because of that interview. Yeah. And no one, I remember, I'm like, bro, he's going to blow up. Nah, bro, he ain't. Bro, he fucking blew up. <laughs> yeah, now he's fucking huge. He interviewed X. He did, like, XXX's first interview. Like, he did. So, like, I, I, I made sure I was in tune with that, mm -hmm. you know? Like, so, yeah. The, he, he, they, they for sure did something for the culture, bro. Even just being on No Jumper, like, that's crazy, bro. Like, mm -hmm. I remember watching, like, No Jumper interviews, and I'm like, man, I'd be sick if I was on there. Now I'm on it. And then now I just went to the Joey, I went to the Beast Coast show that just happened. Beast Coast, mm -hmm. Joey Badass, and all those cats. And I'm watching them live, and I'm like, I'm waiting for that transition to where I'm on that stage, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm, I'm getting hyped. It's like, whoa, I'm ready, bro. Yeah. I'm fucking ready. Have you ever performed before? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like I performed, but, like, I'm trying to, I'm, Hopefully with this tape that I'm about to drop, I'm trying to book way more shows because that's always been a struggle. Is trying to book shows like, mm -hmm. you know, I just did a show that shit was whack as fuck. I'm not even gonna lie, bro. Shit was whack. How come? The promoter had no idea what the fuck he was doing. Like wow. the setup was so shitty. It was auxiliary. It was auxiliary cord. I'm like, bro, what the fuck? I was about to have my DJ come. Like, uh, how is he gonna come up with yeah. the auxiliary? Like, like what the fuck? But um, we still killed it. Crowd was whack as fuck. I told them suck my dick. I'm sorry, I don't want. Oh, yeah. I told I told the crowd suck my dick, bro. Like you guys are fucking whack. There are some people that were fucking with me, but other than that, they're just standing and sitting. I'm like, bro, you guys pay ten dollars. Yeah. Like I'm being polite. Like like I asked them politely in the beginning. I'm like, am I you? I need y'all to come up to the front. Uh -huh. We came here to have a good time, right? But then towards the end, I'm like, hey, if you don't fuck with me, suck my motherfucking dick. Boom, I threw the mic down. Damn. I don't give a fuck, bro. Bro, that's all bad. 
But um, no, nah, but like to me, like that's still giving a memorable performance. Yeah, of course. You know, you like dude, he told that guy to suck. He told everyone to suck his dick. Like, yeah, what the fuck? Not, not everyone would do that. Yeah. There you go. So I do perform, but like, I'm trying to. We have we have two shows. I done two shows that I'm proud to say we fucked. I fucking killed it. Mm-hmm. Like, and I had people with me perform with me that I that. So I used I, yeah, like I performed this one show in Montebello, which is like East LA. Like, fucking killed that shit, bro. And that was the first time. That was right when we were on No Jumper for the first time. So that had even more hype when the guy introduced us. He's like, "Fresh on No Jumper," yeah. so everyone's like, "Oh shit, what the fuck?" <laughs> and then we came on, bro. We fucking killed it. It was a small ass room, bro. Like literally, see this wall right here? Uh-huh. Like if it just went straight to the back, like that's how big it was, dude. Damn. It was fucking packed, dude. Sweaty as fuck. It was you couldn't even breathe. So much smoke. People were smoking. Like I got sick. I don't. I don't smoke weed, but I got oh, second okay. high, bro. Like literally, everyone like they're like, "Dude, I'm pretty faded. Do I even smoke?" I'm like, bro, is that fucking room? Yeah. Like yeah. And we killed that shit, bro. Like just. Underground shit. That's my favorite type of show is the underground shows. And then the second one I performed with Titan Radio, Casley Fullerton. Mm. They threw a show, a hip hop show at a at a skate uh, a skate shop or some shit. Damn. Yeah, and um, so I performed there, and that was crazy too. I thought they were gonna hate me because colleges are real sensitive and all this bullshit, PC. And I'm like, I'm like the exact opposite of that. <laughs> and I told him straight up, I went off stage. I'm like. Man, if you sensitive, get the fuck out of here. I'm trying to get disrespectful up in this bitch. They were fucking with me, though. They are like... I felt like they were like, finally, something yeah, something yeah. raw. <laughs> they're like, you know, not all kid-friendly, you know? Right. Like, they love that shit, bro. I thought they were going to hate me. I thought they were going to be like, oh, what the fuck? You know, you said this, you say this, you talk about bitches, bro. They were loving me, bro, at Cal State Fullerton, bro. They loved me, dude. Like, they were fucking with me hardcore. Like, they were real responsive. Like, I was saying, I say fuck, you say drop, fuck, drop, fuck. Like, they were into it, bro. Like... Mm-hmm. So like But other than that Like every Every other show I've done Like It's either been really small I'm appreciative Like I'm a perform I'll perform anywhere I'll perform in the backyard I'll perform in the living room Like I don't give a fuck But like I performed one time At a At, a, at an actual venue Like it was the biggest spot I ever rec- I performed at But man the crowd was bougie as fuck bro. Damn really? And we were the openers So In like, LA or where? Yeah in, in LA Silver Lake Echo oh. Park-ish So um Shout out Vic Rosecrans Vic He put me on he put me on there because he fucks with me. He fucks with us, with, with the guys I was rolling with at the time. He was fucking with us. So he had faith to put us on. But, um, fuck, they were bougie as hell, bro. Oh, my bro, God. Yeah. It's tough to be an opener because, like, I go to a lot of shows at the Observatory. You know where that is? Hell, yeah, definitely. It's down in, like, Southside Santa Ana. And it's I already know. Openers. Yeah, dude. Like, there's, there, I've been to concerts for sure where, like, the opener gets booed off because yeah. he's just... You know I mean? But were they whack though? Yeah, like there was a few. There was one I remember. This was like 2013, and they sounded exactly like New Boys. They were trying to make like jerk music, but I was just like, bro, this is the same exact shit. Like, yeah. So I remember they got booed off, and like a few other groups too. That you, sometimes you get impatient too, because I, I know the Observatory they puts like four or five openers. Before. Yes, dude. And then you're yeah. like, finally the main act. Then another guy, you're like, bro, what the fuck? I, because I've been to shows there. I'm like, bro, what the fuck? Yeah. Man, it's like two in the morning already. Bro. Yeah, I'm trying to that's see when they come me. out. Yeah. Dude, Schoolboy didn't come out to like one thirty one. Bro, time. Chief Keith didn't come out to like it's Chief Keith. So I was already like, all right, he's probably gonna run late or some shit. Yeah. Oh my god, we didn't. We saw like one song we did because it was so late Damn. and like. Oh my god, bro! I'm like, but yeah, I, I want to open there because mm-hmm. I'd be down to open there because that's like actually bigger people. Right. Because when I see those stages, I'm like, yeah, that's where I belong. Like, I belong on a wireless mic with the subs that are booming because my music has subs, like mm-hmm. low end, like all these other that 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 Echo Park or the, the Silver Lake place that I performed at. I was on my best game. Like I realized that because I record all my, I have all my performances recorded. Uh-huh. So when I watched it, I'm like, all right. I did. I, I could have done way better MCing because you you still MC the show. 
emceeing like hosting kind of mm-hmm. you just got you got to emcee your own uh um performance you right know? right right you gotta hype yourself yeah, yeah. so you, you gotta talk to the crowd you gotta make it feel of all i did i was bad at that but still they're bougie as hell bro they were bougie <laughs> i don't give a fuck i could have been they're like the type of crowds to not fuck with you but then as soon as you have a hit oh whoa, 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 you yeah. get me yeah. like if they don't know you they're not gonna fuck with you they're bougie bro like i hate i hate that it was it was it was la it was la la scene and mm-hmm. i i'm like i make i make kind of like underground music like you know i make like florida like sounding music you know like mm-hmm. like 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 it sounds like kind of florida ish except for mighty mo i have west coast tracks it's all like west coast but that that show was like for sure like a bunch of west coast artists like west coast west coast mm. So I feel like when we went on there, like, what the fuck, you know, what the fuck is, but they're, oh man, they were bougie, so. Yeah, bro. Speaking of openers, there was one opening act that I'll always remember, Villain Park. I don't know if you ever heard oh, of them. Oh, I performed with them. They're hella cool. You, you performed with Villain Park? Yeah, yeah, They They were at the show in Echo Park. Bro, you gotta, you gotta introduce me to them, because I went to a Vince Staples concert at the Observatory. Oh. They opened up for- Did they kill it? They killed it, bro. They actually got, like, encored for another song. I've never seen that before. They, they only did three, and they're about to bounce, but, like, everyone was loving them, and, like, I guess Fuck the, pro- yeah, they're the mad promoter dope. was just like, hey, yeah, like, come out and do another one. So I was I was backstage at that spot, Yeah, and I remember, because I recognize people quick, bro. Ask anyone. They're like, I spot, I'm like, oh, do this one. But not even just famous people, like, that's almost his manager. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I saw him, I saw him, it was a short ass, so he's short as fuck. I don't know if he was that short. I was like, bro, that's Villain Park. Yeah. I said, Villain. He's like, what's up? I'm like, ah, fuck with you guys. They're like, they're hella appreciative. Like, thank you, bro. He's like, yeah, for sure, bro. Hella cool. Bro. I met a lot of people that day because a lot there was like some big folks, upcoming folks that were performing there. Like, mm-hmm. you know the AZ Colt? You ever read AZ Colt? Mm-mm. Like yeah. AZ Chike? They're like party music. They're popping, bro. Like I met AZ Benz there. Like, you know, see that's the thing. Like, like they're bougie as hell. Like the whole crowd. But all the artists, they were supportive. Like, mm-hmm. all the artists came up to me after. All, like, a lot of photographers came up to me. Like, there's one photographer, his name's Dion. Shout out Dion. He came up to me. He's like, man, you killed it, bro. And I'm like, man, I feel like we suck, but thank you. Yeah. He's like, nah, fuck them. They don't. They just don't know who you are yet. Right. He's like, trust me, you killed it. Yeah. If, well, if they, they just don't know who you are yet. Trust me. And he blessed me with the photo shoot. He, he shot everyone. He shot Shoreline Mafia. Mm-hmm. He shot a bunch of big artists, big LA artists. And he, he shoots for a bunch of people. He blessed me with a free photo shoot, bro. Damn. Like, he was really, like, writing for me. Like, he did some professional ass shit with me, you know? So, like, it's cool to, like, even though, like, that's why I felt good about that show. Because even though it was, I, I feel like... They weren't fucking with us. The right people were fucking with us, you mm-hmm. know? Like, even with No Jumper, like, in the comments, everyone was talking shit, but I'm like, I know the important people fuck with me. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what exactly. I'm saying? I don't give a fuck about those we people I can say. Yeah, the important people fuck with me. People at labels, they're, they're fucking with me. So that's all that matters. Like, that's dope. You know, so, like, yeah. So speak on a little bit on the reason behind your name and why you chose Dystopia. So my full my full artist name is Alleluia Dystopia. Right, right. And, um... So when I was in high school, I'll go back to high school. Telling you, bro, it's this shit's been years in the making. You know, it's not like I just woke up. I'm a real rapper, bro. You know, when I was in high school, so I was. Oh yeah, so I was. I was really. I told you, like, I'm a nerdy kid. I was really into Xbox, right? So I remember, I'm like, man, I want a cool gamer tag. Oh, okay. For Xbox Live. And so I remember because back during the Xbox 360 days. If you had, like, a original gamer tag, and by original, I mean, like, no numbers, no X's, like, just original, like, like, respected king or some bullshit. Like, it's just, it's just plain straight to the point. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's dope, right? So, I was, like, I want to think of an original gamer tag and get it, right? So, I just kept thinking, kept thinking about it, right? Kept thinking about it, like, what am I going to do? Because I was really into Xbox and shit, like, at the time. So, I remember I was in English class. Same kid, Dante. Oh, okay. Dante, because he, PJ, I was, like, we're kind of cool, like, we're whatever, but Dante, I was cool with. He was my homie, right? 
So, and I was a troublemaker in school. It was funny because even though I, when I say nerdy, I don't mean I was good in school. I mean like I was like a like I was a nerdy kid, but I got really bad grades and shit. I don't that doesn't make sense, you know. <laughs> but I look like a nerd and shit. It was more like a guy who had no confidence, you know. Okay. So, so I was in English class, and D- Dante was like a troublemaker, and I was like a troublemaker too. So I remember like, um, uh, my teacher's like, okay, like we're reading some book or some bullshit, right? Sophomore year English class, she's like. A utopia, who knows what that is, blah, blah, blah. Or he's like, this is what a utopia is, right? Mm-hmm. Now, does anyone know the opposite of a utopia? Mm-hmm. And I remember Dante. He did it exactly that slow, bro. <laughs> and he's like, Dante. He's like, dystopia, sir. And I remember, I'm like, dystopia, that sounds cool. He's like, so they explain what dystopia is, you know, the exact opposite. It's like hell, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. you know, whatever. So I'm like, dystopia, that sounds sick as fuck. So like I go to I go on Xbox, <laughs> try to put it in. It was already taken, uh-huh. but it still stuck on me. I'm like dystopia, dystopia, right? And then this is like the transition of like, do I want to be a rapper? Because like I, again, I have no confidence. Like even to say that out loud is like, if you have no confidence, you don't even want to say out loud, yeah, I'm a rapper. Mm-hmm. You think that sounds corny? You get me? If yeah, you're insecure, yeah. if you're insecure, right? It, like some people, like when they first start doing photography or podcasts, they're probably yeah. insecure about it. Yeah, yeah, I like, was. For yeah, sure. I have a podcast, you know. As opposed to, yeah, I got a podcast. Yeah, you know. So it was like that. Like, so I'm like, oh, that'd be sick if that was my rap name, right? But I didn't tell no one. Like, <laughs> I was just in my head, right? Uh-huh. So I go to I go to Spanish class like another day or a week, and there's three girls. Shout out to these three young ladies, bro. They're my, I'm, I'm bringing them out when I perform a Coachella and shit they're getting <laughs> VIP wristbands I, prom, I promise them I'll, I'll tell you after but like day one and my homie Adisa bro Adisa I miss you fool like straight up I go into Spanish class my friend Lily Ciara and Camila so I'm like I forgot how it came up but I was like like I didn't even know them yet they weren't even my friends yet but I was just like yeah like I'm a rapper oh, and they're yeah. like Oh, you're a rapper? What do you go by? Uh-huh. And I also also scared to say it. I'm like, dystopia. And they're like, dystopia. Every bro, they helped me, bro, because every day they see me, they were dystopia. Dyst-. Dude, they just kept calling me dystopia. Like, that was dope, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, because I didn't even believe it. I didn't I didn't believe in the name or myself, you know? So for them to be doing that every day gave me confidence, you know? Like, and then everyone started calling me dystopia, bro. Everyone in school, like, dystopia was popping, blah, blah, blah. And my homie Adisa, too, he's like, dystopia was cracking. Blah, blah. They were the first people I ever told my rap name to. First people, bro. I didn't tell no one. I didn't tell no one. I didn't tell my parents. Yeah. And when I told my parents, they didn't like it. They were mad. They're like, <laughs> they're like man, your name's Manny. Don't be telling. Because I'll tell my cousins, oh, okay. oh call me dystopia. No, nah, your, your name is Manny. What the fuck? Don't be saying that. But it's because my dad, that's a whole different shit. They, they're they relating it to gang shit. Like, mm. thinking it as a gang name or some shit. I'm like, that's... Not at all what it is. Right. But, um, yeah, like, they're the first people I ever told my name Dystopia, right? So there wasn't really, like, no meaning to it. Oh, there's a meaning, but there's no attachment to it. I got the name first, and then the attachment came later, as opposed to the attachment to the name. Right. So it was Dystopia was first, and then, um, I don't know when this came. This probably came, like, a year later. I'm into, you know, Gundam? You ever heard of Gundam? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like it's like an anime, right? It's mm-hmm. like anime, so, like, I'm, I'm not an anime head, but there's three animes I fuck with. Naruto... Gundam, Yu-Gi-Oh! I don't even know that's considered an anime. Yeah, it is. And then, like, One Punch Man. But those three, are I grew up with. I grew up with Naruto, Gundam, and, and uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Right? I grew up with that shit. So there's a Yu-Gi-Oh! show called Gundam Double O. I mean, Yu-Gi-Oh! Gundam show called Gundam Double O. Super sick. And there's just one character on there. His name is Hallelujah, right? With the H. Hallelujah. Oh, okay. But he has split personality disorder, right? 
So he's like normal guy, you know. It's like a war. It's a war show. It's about war and shit, mm-hmm. and like the future. So he's like, so he's like a normal guy, a soldier, right? But then he has an alter ego, like it takes control, and like he's like a murderous ass motherfucker. So hallelujah, like he's a soldier. He kills if he needs to. <laughs> but this other guy, he like kills like he starts murdering people like when he doesn't need to, you know. Yikes, yeah. So his name was Hallelujah, right? So, but it's cool because eventually towards the end of the show, he's about to die and he needs his alter ego to save him in a way. Mm. So to me, like, I kind of like that idea of having an alter ego, like my rap identity, like be a badass, a guy who's like, who, because that's how I felt at the time. I felt like this, this like in my mind when I was super nerdy, I didn't dress cool. Like I was really (laughs) unconfident. Like in my mind, I seen this way cooler version of me, Mm -hmm. fit, slim, dressed fly as fuck, had tattoos, all this shit, right? And it was like, that was the guy I always wanted to be. It was like my alter ego, right? Mm-hmm. And so like, so I added the name Hallelujah Dystopia. And then it's also, to me, it's like about the balance because um, I, I make like, so I do have a hardcore aggressive music, but then I also have really passionate, um, uh, heartfelt music. I talk mm-hmm. about real shit, love, or suicide, like real thoughts, you know? So it was like, that's the balance. Hallelujah, praise Jesus. That's what that means, right? Right. So it's like the light and the dystopia, evil, the dark. Right. So like, it's kind of like what it means, you know? It's like, hallelujah, dystopia. Yeah, basically. it's an oxymoron, right? That's what they call yeah, it. Yeah, basically it's an yeah. oxymoron because like, because like, I am an oxymoron, you know? Because I'll be right here talking about like, it's like Tupac, you know? I'm really inspired by Tupac. He'll be talking about like, women and females you know he's like yeah we gotta uplift our sisters but then you know, there's a song about fucking bitches the yeah. next week that just dropped yeah. so it's like an oxymoron right it doesn't uh-huh. make sense you know and it doesn't have to make sense that's me it's like I'm the oxymoron hallelujah dystopia you know mm-hmm. people are gonna wanna hate me for this sh- like Tyler the Creator they, a lot of people hated him right at uh, first yeah yeah, yeah they hated him so they're gonna wanna hate me but then when they meet me they're like oh my god I don't understand he's actually kinda cool mm-hmm. <laughs> like I don't I wanna hate him though so like that's how my name came though it came from Gundam and it came from just a coincidence hearing it in English class dude that's tight that's like that's probably the best story I've ever heard about someone coming up with a rap bro but you know what's crazy everyone from high school they're like bro you're still dystopia like like like, I like I like 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 I wanna I'm doing this for myself and for my family you know and for my people around me that I love but it's like I do I am happy when when those people are proud like when I'm in like like they're proud of me like kids I went to high school with mm-hmm. like bro I'm proud of you like you still like you you really are doing it now like like cause they know if you look at my Instagram it's not like this is a phase no more it's not like no, it oh doesn't. I'm gonna stop like I'm gonna give up you know like they're like damn bro like and I'm still dystopia like it's like sticking to the roots almost like you know mm-hmm. like I still been that I still been that kid I, it's still been that name you know like I never I never changed the name you know yeah so like yeah, they trip out, bro. Like, people trip out, especially in middle school, high school, they be tripping out. Especially because I changed a lot. I look different. Yeah. They're like, man, bro, I'm, I'm proud of you, you know? And I'm like, that means a lot. Because anyone that has any attachment, because this industry that I'm in, you're in the industry, too. Yeah. It's the industry. It's the entertainment industry. Right. It's a crazy lifestyle. Like, it's a crazy it's a crazy business. It's a crazy lifestyle. I'm not talking about drugs or nothing. I'm just being like, just... Just the lifestyle, you know, and I'm not even in it yet, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like on the fucking outskirts, of like still, you know, but it's like anyone who has any connection to Manny, like who was my real name, Manny, is like, I appreciate them because mm-hmm. like, as long as they're not freaking out and acting all weird, you know, if they're, if they're being real with me, like, I appreciate that because they're, they're like, it's like the only thing to have connected to my, my normal real life, you know, mm-hmm. before, before I go on to this journey, 
You know, it's like it's like a, it's like a spaceship that's about to depart to Mars. You're gonna be gone for a lot of years, you know. Yeah. So before I go on the depart and that departure, it's like I'm glad I have these people. They keep me humble and shit, you know. Mm-hmm. So you, yeah. You, you touched it on it earlier. Can you speak on some of like what influences you to keep going? Like, what's your drive and like what are some end goals for you too? Like in the rap game. So, the first part, like my drive, my father, like when I was a little kid. Like he just he when I was when I when I was a little kid he just he just kept telling me anything's possible, anything's possible, anything you want to do is possible, and I used to challenge him. I'm like, if I want to fly, he's like, yeah. I'm like, without an airplane, I'm pretty sure you'll find a way. He just kept telling me anything's possible. He he any he never once told me like, nah, that's not it, or like you can't do that, like. You shouldn't do that. That's wrong. He's like, whatever you want to do, as long as it's not hurting no one and it's it, it's it's not illegal, yeah. you could do it. You could do anything you want. Don't let no one tell me. He just since I was a little kid, bro. Like my earliest memory is of him telling me that in the car when I was in kindergarten. Like that's what I remember, right? Mm-hmm. And then like, so like, there's a lot of shit, obviously, like that went on during my life that that pushed me to that point. But it started with that, you know. But it was always my dad, even like. I wanted to run like it's something as I wanted to run for class president, third grade, right? And I remember telling my dad, <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> nah, I don't think they'll pick me, you know? He, he, like, I don't want to do it. They won't pick me. He's like, no, you need to try. Mm-hmm. At least try. You don't just give up without trying. You haven't even tried. Because I, I didn't even want to, I didn't even want to run for it. I was like, no, I don't want to run for it because they won't pick me. Mm-hmm. And then so I did it. He forced me to do it, right? And I remember being mad. He's forcing me. What the fuck? But he's like, He's like, you have to at least try. You know what I'm saying? He's like, it's like, he's like, anything I want to do. If, I, if he's like, at least try it first. Go do football. You don't like it, you don't have to keep doing it. But at least try it. Yes, yeah, you, know? you know. So when I did my third grade class president, I got picked, bro. And like, it's like little shit like that throughout my life that I remember. Like, and I remember everyone telling me, "Yeah, dude, I picked you because of this. I picked you because of this." And like again, being that little young nerdy ass kid, like in elementary school, I was a nerd for sure. Like I was, I got good did grades. You got to write a speech or anything for that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to write a speech and shit. And I just remember they picked me, and I'm like, damn, like this is like little seeds that are gaining, like, like that are gonna make me the man that I am today, you know? Of course. So it's like, like shit like that, like little shit that gave me the drive. And then, um, again, just my dad, you know, like my dad, my mother too. And my dad is like ag- aggressive, not aggressive, like, but he's more like, even just like seeing him not give up, you know, because he works in the in the entertainment industry, right? He does. Yeah, he works in film, okay. in the film industry, right? So even just seeing him push, and his whole life story is crazy, you know, like, he has a whole crazy story, you know, like, yeah, my dad's been through it all, like, anything you could think of, he's been through it, bro, like, my dad, like, he's been through it all, and seeing him just push, push for that shit, like, I learned by, like, just seeing that, you know, by, like, I I forgot what it is, but lead by example, like, he didn't even have to tell me anything, he was leading by example, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, like, he didn't have to tell me anything as possible, I'm watching him push and go through all these uh, trials and tribulations he has in his life and it's like alright bet like I know I could do it too especially because like he started like I guess late I guess you could say like cause he was fucking up he, he was like in and out in jail all this shit he was fucking up mm-hmm. and he started like at 27 you know like to get his shit together and like so for me to be like to me to not, I never been in jail I never been I never so like I'm already on the right path you know and like he always told me that he's like you're in my eyes he's like you're already you're already good you know like you, 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 you're not, you're not in, you're not on the streets. You're not doing drugs. You're not dealing. You're not doing nothing bad, illegal. Mm-hmm. Like you're already like, you already made it. You know, like that's enough mm-hmm. to the break. Head of the curve. Yeah, to break the cycle. Cause my dad's side of the family is all drugs, all that. So like, 
But um, that's where I got the drive from, you know, seeing that. And again, there's like other seeds that are planted throughout life. Um, people just pushing me and motivating me. My best friend Julian telling me like, you could do it, you know, like that's like the drive. And like, as far as like end goals, like, you know what the end goal is. <laughs> it's a legacy, bro. Yeah, of course. You know, people, people always talk about spending money because you can't take it with you when you die, right? But I'm thinking about what I'm going to leave mm-hmm. when I die. And that's a legacy, you know, Jay-Z. 50 Cent, Dr. Dre, like, there's a lot of people I look up to, Steve Jobs, you know, um, Quentin Tarantino, like, there's just great people, um, I look up to those people, you know, I want to leave a legacy, Drake, Drake's gonna leave a legacy, Kendrick, J. Mm-hmm. Cole, they're all leaving legacies, you know, I remember everyone was like, who's the best out of them three, and you know what I'm saying, they're, yeah. they're, they're all, they're in their own, they're in their own world, lanes, you know? yeah, they're all leaving their own legacy, right. you know, so, like, that's what I'm aiming for. That's what I will achieve is a legacy. And, you know, I realized that what I'm taking is the long path. Because I used to get frustrated. Like, Lil Yachty blew up at 18 and I was, I was like, 17. I was like, man, like, I need to blow up young, you know. Mm-hmm. I need to blow up young. Lil Pump, they're all young. I need to blow up young. But then I realized, like, you know, the longevity, it takes a long time to get that longevity. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen overnight. Because a lot of those people that did blow up overnight, right, right. they're kind of gone. Yep. You know, as fast as it came, it went. I always like to bring up designer when people talk about that. Designer Trinidad James. Yeah. I love them. You know, they're probably cool people. I support you guys. But, like, they kind of just came and went. And designer was super quick. Yeah. Super quick. That was, like, that was like the definition of, like, a one-night overnight success or whatever, you know? Overnight, mm-hmm. whatever they call it. But, like, yeah, I realized, like, that path that I want is the longevity path. Meek Mill, you know? Bosses, bro. Straight up bosses, you know? And, and, and the end goal is not just necessarily money, and it's not necessarily just a legacy for my family, if you're like my lineage or whatever, but it, 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 or Nipsey Hustle too. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's, a, it's a legacy where kids who I'm not even related to, I have no relation to, they could watch my interviews, they could listen to my interviews, they could watch my, listen to my music, and they could get inspired and be like, there you go, yeah. Damn, this shit's real. Because when I see old ass interviews of like Travis Scott and shit, and he wasn't even like, he was a producer. He was just a producer for good music. He was signed as a producer, bro. Mm-hmm. He wasn't a rapper. He was signed to Hustle Gang, which is T.I.'s label, as a rapper. He wasn't, a, he wasn't an actual, like, per, like you know, like, to see, like, seeing shit like that. He's like, man, I was making beats in my car. Like, I was homeless in L.A., Damn. making beats in my car, living in my friend's dorm. Mm-hmm. Like, when I hear that shit, like, it inspired me and it, it made me want to push. Mm-hmm. So I want people to come back to this interview right here, you know, 10 years from now. Damn, he was 21. What the fuck? Like, holy shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, yeah, like, my true purpose is to uplift and inspire. And what is it through? It's through music. It's through all kinds of shit. I, I plan to do a lot. But, like, mm-hmm. yeah, the end goal is an entrepreneur, you know? It's mm-hmm. an entrepreneur, a legacy. That's my end goal. You know, I plan to have anything in business you think I can have, I'm trying to have, you know? Like, and I'm going to get creative with it. I might invest in some furniture company. I might do some, you there know, you go. <laughs> you know, anything. Hey, you know. one of my end goals is always like to be an invest in one of those coffee shops. Ooh. Cause you ever been to one of those and see how much they charge for coffee and bagels? Like what, and like shit? a Starbucks or just any kind of boutique? Like a Starbucks, but anything like put it something bougie by the beach, cause you know people over there yeah, have money and Malibu. you know they're gonna you know they're gonna spend it for yeah. you know this little cup of coffee they'll pay five bucks for it or the bagel with cream cheese they'll pay seven yeah. for it you know so that's like always kind of been one of my like dream end goals like side hustles just to have fuck one of yeah those. dude. That seems easy to, as cake to run. Even artists, like, this is going to sound funny, but, like, Soldier Boy, because he invests in, like, the most random shit. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm trying to do that, but, like, in a more defined way, you know, not as loosely as he does it. Like, yeah. 
But like he owned he owned like a subway for a minute, and I'm like, damn, that's pretty sick, you know? Damn, like, or like this this rapper, you know, Comethazine, he owns like three subways. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Offset and Cardi B, they own like a big ass apartment complex. In, oh really? In, in Atlanta. Yeah, that's what's up too. Buying land, like yeah. buying apartment complexes, and just yeah, like you know, so like you know, right now I'm not too educated on like all that, but it's like. I plan to educate myself on all of that because I educated myself on all the music shit mm-hmm. myself. You know, I learned how to engineer. I record. I engineer all my own music. My whole mixtape that you heard, I mixed it all. Damn. I did really? all my own mixing and I recorded that in my room. That's rare. Yeah, I learned how to do that myself. Nobody taught me how to do that. Oh, well, there's some people that came along and gave me tips, right? I'm not like, but like overall, it, it was it came from me being in my room and watching YouTube tutorials every fucking night, mm-hmm. especially on the weekends. I didn't go out. Shout out to YouTube. And I had insomnia, so really bad insomnia. So I was up till five in the morning just watching. That's the only thing that was keeping me up, <laughs> watching me watching YouTube videos on how to how to learn how to engineer. Yeah. I taught myself that shit, you know. No one put me on. I have I have no big bro right here putting me on, you know. So like my my. My I have people that I do hop out like Groove C like I, there's a lot of cats I try to put on like photographer anybody that just artistically like wants to do something artistic I'm like man I want to show them the path that it is realistic and it is possible you know and so like that's like kind of like my goal like that's like kind of what I do every day um, it's kind of hard though because I'm focused on myself but I gotta plant the seed at least yeah but it's like yeah I taught myself all that shit. So when it comes to that business shit, I'm going to teach myself that shit too. I taught myself how to edit my own music video, bro. Right. I, was, I don't yeah. know if you've seen it. I have a video called Fuck That, right? Yeah, I've seen it. I edited that shit. I did all the special effects. Dang. So I, I, I taught myself, bro. And the, the, for Fuck That, for Fuck That, because I knew how to cut. I know how to do basic like cutting, right? I don't know how to do special effects yet. Mm-hmm. This editor was lagging on me, bro. He was doing me a favor, though. So it's like, but I just didn't. He, he just kept being like, I'm going to get it to you next week. And then he wouldn't. Oh, next week, next week. It ended up being like two months, right? Just tell me it's going to take two months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's doing me a favor, so I'm appreciative. I'm like, bro, just tell me it's going to take two months. I'm like right here thinking you're about to get it to me. So he lagged on it so much. And then like, I'm like, man, and I'm broke, bro. Like, I'm like, man, I can't be, like, I don't know. I don't know how, if I pay someone to do special effects, it's going to be a lot of money, you know? I'm going to teach myself that shit. My brother, Carlos, bro, my brother, Groove C, he'll cut test for this. I text him. I remember I was frustrated. I don't know what I'm gonna do, bro. I don't know what I'm gonna do. He's like, man, you just gotta find someone who can edit it for you. I text him eight in the mo- eight eight p.m. nine p.m. I'm like, bro, what? I'm gonna fuck this tomorrow. I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna fucking teach myself how to do special effects and I'm gonna edit this shit my fucking self. I'm not gonna rely on nobody. Uh-huh. He's like, damn, bro. All right. Next day. I was MIA fucking 12 hours straight in my room. Taught myself to edit it. I edited that shit my fucking self. I sent it to two homies. I sent it to like three homies. Oh shit, who edited it? I did. And they're like, bro, no way. And they would tell me like, like, and again, like, like, um, leading by example, bro, like, they would tell me, like, my, my, the guys I sent it to, bro, that's, you inspired me, bro. The fact that you did that yourself, bro, like, mm-hmm. holy shit, you know, you're like inspiring me. I'm like, good. So yeah. So I, I kind of went off subject by talking about the business and shit, but I'm saying like when it comes to the business and shit, yeah, yeah. it's like I'm going to educate myself. You know, I'm not the kind of guy just be like, yeah, it's going to come later. Like, no, it's going to come. And when it does come, I'm going to make sure I'm hip to it and I'm educated on it because mm-hmm. I'm not going to dip my feet in something I'm uneducated about and get fucked over. You right. know? I might get fucked over a little bit because I'm going to have to learn because I've, of course, been fucked over by spending money on some shit and they fucked me over music-wise or some bullshit. Yeah, but now yeah. I know, you know? But other than that, yeah, I'm not going to just hire someone. Oh, yeah, invest some land for me. I'm going to learn this shit myself, you know? So, 
Damn, that's so sad. Dude, those video edits are clean. Yeah, well, Mighty Mo wasn't edited by me. Okay. That, that was that was by Voice to Heart. Shout out Voice to Heart. He gets down. But most every video I direct for sure. And then recently with Mighty Mo, like I, I had to get used to not editing it because I'm so hands on, bro. Like I'm so like it's like it has to be the way I want it, right? Mm-hmm. But but with Voice to Heart, I just love his style. And I was like, go ahead, you edit it. You know, um, I told him the sequence the way I wanted it and all that shit. And he kind of did it. It had like a little tweaks, but that was it. I'm getting used to having other people edit now. You know, that's not me because I'm so used to editing it yeah. myself. But yeah, everything I do, bro, I'm hands-on, bro. I direct everything. All those videos you see, I directed. There you go. I directed every video. In your opinion, what's the hardest part? The rapping, the like editing and engineering, or the video editing? Like, what is what is the hardest part out of those three things? Because not too many people do all three. So, I mean, yeah, like, they each have, like, their own kind of time consumer, time consuming, like, you know, like, oh, yeah, like, editing takes a long time, you gotta sit right there, right? Um, whatever, engineering, you know, takes a long time, whatever. Um, well, engineering doesn't really take long once you learn how to do it, you know, it's just about learning it. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I think with every lane, it's just, it's, it's just about the perseverance, like, keep going. Because, like, Cause like it might seem, cause I could have easily been like that's just way too complicated. I don't want to learn that, you know. I'm gonna pay someone to do that, and that's mm-hmm. fine, you know. Some people do that, that's fine. But it's about like sitting there, persevering through it, sitting there, learning it, really like watching a bunch of videos, getting frustrated, you know, mm-hmm. not giving up. <laughs> yeah. You know, Nipsey Nipsey Hustle in an interview, he's like, I, they asked him what made him different from like everyone else. He's like, only thing that made me different is that I kept going. He's like, it's not like I've been had it figured out my whole life. Only thing is, is that I kept going. That was it, you know? So it's like, same with me. It's like, this is that I kept going. Because there was people, when I first started rapping, there was other people that were rapping too. And, and I remember they were like, in like in high school and shit, of the group, they were the stars, right? They're the ones that's going to do it for real and blow up. Oh, okay. You know, and they don't even rap no more, Dang. you know? And it's not. I'm not necessarily saying they're whack or they're this. It's just that they didn't keep going. Right. You know, because even if, because people call me whack as fuck. I I didn't stop. You know, I kept going, bro. So what it is with anything in life is like you gotta keep going. I'm gonna start a podcast. Oh shit, that's hard, bro. You. Yeah. Oh, but if you keep going, it's gonna be worth it. And I wanna do this. I wanna make clothes. But when you keep going, it's gonna be worth it. So with anything, it was just about keep going. You know, like, mm-hmm. you know, rapping. You know, I remember one of my first raps was. Bitches say I got swag. Bitches say I got. I forgot what it was. Something like that. Like, bitches say I got. I don't even know. But it's just some dumbass rap, you know. And like, I remember people telling me like, "You whack." <laughs> like, yeah, you're not good. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I remember people telling me that, you know. And like, some of those people are still like weird and bitter, you know. Cause I like, I'll send them shit and they're still like act some type of way. I'm like, dude, damn. Yeah. You know, I'm not even mad at you no more. You're still acting weird. <laughs> yeah. But, bro, I, I can relate just because even with the podcast, when I first started it, I had no idea about anything editing, how to, like, layer music under it and, like, blend things and edit things out, but just kind of, like, sticking it out through YouTube. Because I, I did, like, ideally, I wanted to pay someone to do this shit for me, but and I just wanted to record and have someone bro, else do it, right? You probably saved but, yourself a lot of money, bro. Yeah, exactly. And I want, I'm broke, too, so I don't yeah. have that much money to I'm be not spending gonna lie. I'm not going to lie. That's, that's what pushed me, too, was I don't have the money to pay someone. So I gotta fucking do it myself. Mm-hmm. I gotta fucking do it myself, bro. So, yeah, like, like you know, the only reason why I would pay someone to edit is like if they can't, if they could do something that I can't do. Cause yeah, I do edit, but I'm not gonna go. I'm, I'm not. I, I wanted to learn like the basics. I don't want to go hardcore like Adobe, 
like After Effects, do all this crazy shit. Like I want to learn like what I wanted, you know. Like what I wanted was that, and I learned how to do it, you know, like basic effects and like all that shit. But other than that, it was like, like yeah, I saved myself a lot of money. If I could shoot like my, if I could record myself, I would do it too. Like mm-hmm. video, video record myself, I would do it too. Like I would record because I'm I'm a shooter, so like a, a camera shooter. So I was like. But I can't, <laughs> I can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't clone myself, you know. Right. <laughs> so I had to find someone who could catch what I want, my vision, and then it's like, all right, I build a relationship with them because it's rare when someone could catch what I want in my eye. So, but yeah, it's like that pushed me for sure. It's the money. Like I can't, fuck, pay someone, pay to someone to record. I recorded my room in self efficiency. I invested in, in in equipment, and my parents they they blessed me with the equipment, bro, for like my birthday. Mm-hmm. You know, they, for my birthday. I asked them, I just said, man, I just want two speakers, like two, not like, they're not like crazy big ass speakers, they're just two like monitors, like, so it kind of, it's kind of loud. Okay. And they got it for me for my birthday, bro, I was so happy, you know, because I never had speakers and shit, like, I never had shit, and I, I didn't even have a stand, like, I was recording like this with my hand. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I invested in a stand, I bought it, you know, I got an interface, my friend Julian gave me a better wire for it, like, so like, yeah, it's about doing it yourself, you know, you want to be, again, that, that boss, like, mentality, like, you want to be a boss, or you wanna um, like rely on a bunch of other people, you know, and that's how most artists are. Like they just sign a deal and let the label just run. Uh, exactly. I don't yeah, know, bro. Yeah. yeah, just the label running everything. But then they're getting fucked over, you know. Like they got you, bro. You gotta pay attention to it. It's a business. And most rappers, most artists, don't approach the music business as a business. They approach it as like a party and fun, you know. And it is fun, mm-hmm. but it's a fucking business. And again, you wanna last long, you gotta treat the shit like it is a business. You know what I'm saying? And it's good to know this type of stuff, too, because even if you do sign with the label and they offer to do all that stuff with you, you can have your input or you can know if someone's doing it wrong. Well, you got to know the terms. Right, exactly. You got to know the terms. Because then you might not even have a say. Yeah, yeah. like, oh, I don't like that. Well, it's already out. (laughs) Too bad. What the fuck? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Your name's all over it, you know? So, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, if you agree to the right terms where you do have the input, Mm -hmm. you know what's going on. But, yeah, for sure. Me, when I'm in the studio with the engineer, I know what's going on. I'm not like, yeah, I just, I don't know what's going on. You know, I'm like, uh, loop that, end that, uh, take out the reverb right there. Oh, go to that step. You know, like, I know what's going on. Right, right. You know, same with editing. Like, I ask, oh, can I sit on, like, you know, you do your session real quick, and then let me sit on the editing session. Mm-hmm. I know how to use Final Cut. Or any any kind of editing stuff, they're kind of, they're kind of the same, to be honest. It's different formats. Right, right. It's like, oh, yeah, just just move that clip right there. I'll duplicate that. Or I might get on there and do it myself, you know, like, mm-hmm. self-efficiency. So, like, yeah, like. That saves a lot of money, bro. Yeah, because as you were saying that, I was literally thinking, like, people get fucked over so many times with cars and not knowing what they're, like, in the engine, right? You mean mechanics? That's a perfect it, It's good girls, example. even guys sometimes that don't know shit about their car, and they'll take it to a mechanic. Oh, my check engine's light. Or it's making this funky sound. And they can upcharge them, like, a, a shit ton yeah, of money. Yeah, I'm like, that guy, bro. Yeah. They, you got to know what you're, you they, know, they tell me. With. They tell me the, the price, and then I go to my dad's friend who's a mechanic. He's like, bro, they are fucking new over here. <laughs> I'm going to hook you up. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, all right. You just got to buy the piece and do it. There's some things you can just buy the shit yourself and do right. it yourself. It's not even that hard. YouTube. Yeah, exactly. Like, and then with him, I have my dad's friend. He's a mechanic. He just tells me how to do it, <laughs> and I just do it. And I mm-hmm. save, dude, a lot of money, bro. But yeah, that's a perfect example. I'm going to use that when telling, explaining to people. Yeah. Like, Cause so many people get fucked over. As far as see, like most people they don't think they don't think that way, and they don't even care. They don't think that way, and they don't care. They just, I'm making music. It's lit. It's fun. Blah blah blah. But they don't care about like. They're not looking at it long term. Mm-hmm. They're not looking at it long term. You know, I'm looking at it very long term. And most people wouldn't expect this. What the kind of music I have out, but like, like I plan to do a lot of kind of music. You know, like right now I'm having fun and shit. But like I, I for sure like, 
yeah, like, people wouldn't expect this to hear this from me. They think I'm just lit and I'm wild and I'm just ignorant, you know. But when they meet me, they're like, damn, what the hell? You, you're you actually really, like, wise for your age. You're paying attention, you know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's smart for anyone to know what's going on, man. Know what's going on, you know. Know, just know what's going on. Yeah. Know what's going on. Elaborate a little bit on your style for those, like, for those listeners that have, like, no idea what your kind of music is. Like, how would you describe in your own words, like, what kind of style your music is? Man, right my style for sure I'm very influenced like sonically I'm early Tyler the Creator early like angry ass shit right Rico Nasty you know Rico Nasty mm-hmm. heard of him no it's a girl you'll fuck with her bro heard, heard. I love her Rico Nasty you my baby she know that's my baby when you single I'm hit you up <laughs> that's my baby no 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 but I'm actually influenced by her heavy Rico Nasty bro she's fucking hard bro she's fucking crazy Rico Nasty uh I mean, like, I'm, I'm influenced by, like, a lot of people, you know, but, like, uh, by the way I actually sound, though, is, like, a whole other story. Like, XXX, you know, um, who else? Who else do I like? You know, I'm trying, I'm trying to, I can't even think of anyone. But, like, I, I like to say, I was, at a, I was at, a, at a listening party, and I was talking to this girl who has a radio show on Dash Radio. This was a while back. She was like, if you could compare yourself to anyone, who, who would you be? And the perfect idea was, oh, I'm a male Rico Nasty. <laughs> you know, like, I'm a male Rico Nasty, you know. Adding my own style, my own swagger, you know. I'm inspired by Draco the Ruler. He's a big LA rapper. He, he just got, he's in jail right now, but he's about to get out. So I'm, I'm very inspired by Draco the Ruler. And and the things I pick up from them is not, it's like, it's like cherry picking almost, you know. Like, I like this about them, you know. It's not necessarily like everything. Like, like with Rico, it's like, I love the beat, the beat selection. I love, like, how aggressive she is, you know. With Draco, is I love his metaphors. I don't make like if you could, if you heard a Draco the Ruler song on my song, like it don't even sound the same, you know. Except Mighty Mo, Mighty Mo is really inspired by Draco the Ruler. Okay, like and I, that's like an ode to him. Like in my opinion, it was like like oh yeah, this is because because it's about it's about home invasion and they always talk about home invasion in the, mm. in his songs. They they really did it though. Me, I'm telling the narrative, you know. Right. They really did it, so I'm like, all right, I want to do. I like Draco because he's dark as fuck. Like, his music is dark, bro. Like, it's like, it's crazy, bro. It's dark. It's like, to me, it's like Tyler the Creator, like, his old yeah, shit. Yeah, bastard and shit. Yeah, it's like Tyler the Creator's old shit mixed with, like, some new LA shit, though. Like, party music almost. He doesn't have, par- he, he's not, like, they play a song at a party sometimes, but he's not really party music because he talks about killing and shit. Bro, he has some dark shit. Uh, kill, killer season, killer season, even babies get shot to death. Like, he says some crazy shit. And, like, and then in the music video, he has, like, a baby doll and he's holding it with, like, a gun. Like, oh. like some dark shit, you know? Uh-huh. Like, I love his shit. And his metaphors. His metaphors are fucking crazy, bro. His metaphors are fucking crazy. Like, it's to the point where you're like, you don't even get it. You're like, you're like, I got... He's like, I'm riding around with silverware on my lunch tray. You're like, what the fuck? Does that? He has silverware on his lunch tray, but he's talking about a gun. You know, like, like his metaphors are sick as fuck, bro. And I'm for sure inspired by that because, like, it made me try to think of crazy-ass metaphors. I say, like, on my tape, I'm like, um, that bitch is like broccoli. Nobody wants her. Like, broccoli, what the fuck does that mean? You know, like, so, like, my, I like to make a own slang. Like, oh, yeah, they broccoli. Nobody wants it. Because uh-huh. when you're young, you didn't want broccoli. Nobody wanted vegetables, no, right? Yeah. So, like... So, like, it's shit like that, but I'm inspired by Draco, like, that way, you know? Travis Scott is, I'm inspired by the rage he has in the live performances, you know? I'm trying to be, like, that live performance-wise, like, crazy, you know? Mm-hmm. His imagery, too. Playboy Cardi's live shows, their image, like, I'm really inspired by the punk scene, you know? Like, I'm in a rock, like, that's, like, I'm into mainly alternative rock, but I also do, like, punk rock, um, you know? I like a little bit of country, like, all that kind of shit, like, so it's, like, I'm taking influences by all this shit and just, like, in a big 
uh, pot. Melting pot, yeah, yeah. Yeah, melting pot. It's like mixing up. But sonically, like my sound right now is for sure Rico, X, and even X's boom bap shit, you know. Um, man, I'm really trying to think who else. I'm inspired by a lot of pop. I love Justin Bieber. Yeah. Justin Bieber's pop shit. Drake, bro. There you go, Drake. Yeah. Drake, like, I love Kendrick. I love J. Cole, but Drake for me is like the one that's like, just, just, just for me personally, because Drake's music been has been there my whole life. So like Drake, and how he is as a business person, you know. But um, Drake for sure sonically is like some shit that I'm trying to be on too. Like mm-hmm. even though like I might not sound like it right now, but it's like I'm working my way there. Well, bro, because I was gonna mention like I guess it's a good way to transition to your tape. Do it. But I was like I was listening to Conceited and LA Tale, and I was like I was, as soon as that first time listening to that, I was like, bro, this sounds like Drake. Like he <laughs> yeah. has that melody, that flow, like it's. And it's different from all like all the other tracks. That's what I was telling you before that we yes, started. Sir. I like the variety that you have, the different type, the different styles of music on your tape. Yeah. And those two specifically, I was like, oh, like this. Those is- are my favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are my favorite. I lay tail. Yeah, sure. I lay tail. I lay tail for sure. I had to spit bars, not bars, but like spit, you know, because I was rapping, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I was for sure for I lay tail. You know, Joji. You ever heard of Joji? Mm-mm. Oh, no. dude, you fuck with him. He's like a like night like he he sings and shit. Ali Tail was inspired by Joji for sure. And the Conceited was definitely pop, pop influence. But it was like a lot of underground. It's like this new wave that kind of been coming up. You ever heard of like Little Aaron or anyone like that? No. So I'm inspired by Little Aaron a lot. It's crazy, bro. Like this shit was tripping me out when it came out. It's like 2017, right? 2016 maybe too. Like Little Aaron, he makes like pop music. Like sonically, right? Again, I'm a, you know, I'm a big guy on the Sonics, right? Mm-hmm. Sonically... It sounds just like a, a song you hear on Kiss FM, radio pop, right? Yeah, okay. But the lyrics are different. The lyrics he talks about fucking bitches doing drugs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, I like that. I'm like, that's sick because it's different. You ever heard of Outlaw Country? No. Never. So it's like it's like it's, it's just country music, but the lyric. Because again, I'm a songwriter, right? So like the song, the lyrics to me is important. So when I discovered Outlaw Country, I was at the tattoo shop, right? And the tattoo in Pico Rivera, the tattoo shop is is run by a biker gang, right? A big biker gang. I don't want to say it, but so we're posted up there. And it's a bunch of bikers. We're, we're cool with everybody, you know. It's a bunch of bikers, so they're bumping some country ass shit, right? Mm-hmm. They're bumping the outlaw country, and it's like it sounds like just normal country, right? But then you hear the lyrics: "I smoke this blunt, I fuck your bitch, I don't <laughs> give a fuck, you little, you're a sucker." Like yeah, I yeah. spit in your eye, I got my pistol on my like they they say some. It's like gangster rap. Okay. And I'm like, damn, gangster that's country. yeah. I'm like. That's a sick ass combination, right? And I was shipping on Austin like this is outlaw country, bro. Get get hit. <laughs> so I'm like, this is sick as fuck. And then I start hearing I start hearing little Aaron's barely coming out. And they're like, it's it's like pop artists. They like they sound pop, but they're not on the radio. But they're pop and they have fan bases, you know. But they're not on because you know nowadays with the internet, not everyone needs to be on the radio now. Of course, yeah. So it's like this. There's like this pop. This pop culture. That's pop, but the lyricism is way different. Little Aaron, um, um. You know, he, he sounds like pop, but he's talking about getting fucked up, you know? He's like, I might black out again, and I might not see tomorrow. You know, like some crazy shit, you know? Damn, yeah. Like, and I'm like, that's sick as fuck. And it's like, that's how I, I was really intrigued by that. And that's how Conceited came about, you know? Or not even Conceited, but like, I want to do pop, period. I want to make some Justin Bieber records, like straight up. Like, I'm trying to be like The Weeknd. The weekend's another pretty big example. Go, the weekend's mainstream, but what is the lyrics? Yeah. You know, I can't feel my face when I'm with you. He's talking about cocaine, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like his lyrics are way darker, but it's pop friendly. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. So I've always been influenced by that. You know, by like the way it sounds, but it's not. There's something more to it. 
So Cassidy definitely came from that. You know, I talk about fuck that bitch, but it's like pop friendly, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, and then Ale Tale, ooh, that's my favorite song, bro. Ale Tale. <laughs> a, a, lot, a lot led up to Ale Tale to be made, but um, yeah. Is that a true story? <laughs> you want me to talk about it or not? I don't know if you want me to talk it's about it. It's up to you. Yeah, yeah. Whatever you're comfortable with, man. Oh, no, I'm comfortable. I'm saying time wise. I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, like. I lay tail, um, yeah, for sure. It's real. It's real. It's real. That's what. That's why I feel like I like it so much because it was real. Like, um, I mean, it's a story to how the song came about, but I love the story to how it came about. Is um, you know, you ever seen the movie called The Bronx Tale? Yeah. Of so that my, movie, right? yeah, my dad he always showed me that movie growing up, right? And so I had this idea for a song, um, called I Lay Tale instead of a Bronx Tale, a Los Angeles Tale, right? So in a Bronx Tale. Do you remember the movie? Yeah, I've seen it. Like so twice. 70s, 70s, Italian gangster, real, right. real racist, because back then they were real racist. And then when you bring in gangs, it's the real race, uh, it's like race wars, right? Even to, even sometimes today it's like that. Not as much, but it kind of is. But, you know, he's Italian. He falls in love with a black girl, right? Right. And that, that's, the movie's not really about that, but it's like a big part, right? So I wanted to make, a, like, in my idea, like, okay, 90s, like 90s, L.A., because in the 90s, L.A. was gangbanging, was more active. Right. Especially with Mexican gangs and black gangs. So it was like, all right, a Mexican guy falls in love with a black girl, but the gangs are beefing. That was like in my head, like a storyline, right? So I heard, this, I heard this song by Tiana Taylor, and she has Wu-Tang on it, on a remix. It's like a brand new song. Okay. Um, super smooth, bro. I'll show it to you. Hell, it's a vibe, bro. Bumping at night with the girl, you feel me? <laughs> so I started, I fucked with that beat, and I, I was writing it, right? Like, I was writing, like, the lyrics to that song, right? And I found the instrumental. I was just writing to it, you know? So I wrote half. And then, um... And then thinking about that storyline, right? I wrote half, right? And then, um... <laughs> so this is a girl, a, a real girl, right? That I don't talk to no more. Or it's the past or whatever. But, like, I wrote half of the verse. You know, like, you pick your sisters up from school and drop your mom at work, whatever, get, get, while getting your degree to buy to get a house that you're content with, whatever. Yeah, right? yeah. I wrote that half like a whole year ago, bro. Over a year ago, I wrote that half over a year ago, and that's just been sitting on my phone, right? Mm-hmm. And I wrote it about her, and I recorded it to another song, but I never released it. Me and her stopped talking, you know, and shit, blah blah blah. So then a whole year later, now I write this other verse like about the LA tale in my, in my mind, right? From Hawthorne to be specific, blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. And then I. I had those lyrics because it just fit perfect, and then the hook, like I kind of freestyled, like the I'm going crazy, wondering if you're my baby. Like I, I didn't write that, like I just recorded, and I was just kind of like punching it in, like going as I go, and like that's how that song came about. But like it, it is about a real person, but she's not from Hawthorne. Okay. I don't, I don't want to say where she was really from, yeah, you know. Okay. And then like, but I want to paint a vivid picture. J Cole, Drake, they paint vivid ass pictures, you know. Right. So it's like. I'm inspired by it. So it's like, I want to paint a vivid ass picture, but for sure I grabbed from some real shit. She knows the songs about her, you know? Shout out her. She loves <laughs> it. Go. She loves it. She loves it. She showed her mom. They love it. There you know? go. So I guess at the end of the day, that's all that really matters. Yeah. But I want people, bro, like, I made that for the guys too, though. <laughs> I want the guys, when they're missing the girl, it's 1 a.m., they put it on at night. You know how the, you know how the beat is? <laughs> right. You haven't heard it yet. You guys are listening. You haven't heard it yet, so go listen to it. But when the beat... I'm going crazy. Like, you know, 
I miss you, babe. Like, yeah. that's the point of the song. You know, I want them to... Or you have your shorty with you and you're, like, bumping it. You know, like, I made it for those people. I made it for the people. If you're missing your girl, I made it for you. You're with your girl, I made it for you. You will, you just fell in love with the girl and it's about to happen, I made it for you, my bad. I made it for you, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it wasn't even just for me. It was like, I made it for everyone else, you know? But for sure, it was very th- therapeutic. Yeah, of course, yeah. It was I, very therapeutic. Dude, very relatable. How long, like, in total, did it... F- uh, did it take you to finish your project? <laughs> I've been working on that shit for a long time, bro. I ain't gonna lie. Let's see. I would say, like, since February, I've been, like, technically working on it. Mm-hmm. Maybe that doesn't even sound that long, but, like, it's a long time. No, it's a long time. Yeah. But, I mean, like, that shows, I mean, I would hate to listen to an album that was just made in, like, a week. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I or mean... Cause, I mean because that means you put a lot of time and devotion and I'm sure there's stuff you scratched from the album or there's things you re-recorded so, again. So at first, it was like, I want to do an EP, which is an extended playlist. It's short, you know, the EP is short. It's like a short album. I want to do an EP, just lit-ass music. I want to show the people I'm fucking lit, you know, because I don't have that much solo shit. I have a bunch of collab shit. I'm like, all right, I'm solo now, like, because I was part of a rap group, right? I'm not part of that no more. Like, we're, we're all cool or nothing. Just everything's better solo, right? I, I want to focus on me. So, like, I'm solo. I want to show the people I'm lit as fuck, right? So, I'm making these... I'm discovering the sounds that I want to do. I'm making lit-ass songs. It just felt empty. Like, like nah, like, this, like, this ain't me. Like, it is me, but this is not all me, you know? So that's why I had I had conceded conceded I made a long ass time ago I'm happy it's about to drop finally, um, um, but I lay tail and there's the, the the outro song called Thinking Out Loud it's like it's like it's kind of more deeper song you know, um, I made those two songs like in one week like and that's kind of rare to make that much of a personal song like that quick mm-hmm. I think I made those two like in four days like you know together Damn. well obviously I lay tail like I said the verse I wrote like a year ago but like when I came to like right when I found the I lay tail beat like I made that like that day of bro damn that's how that happened actually I made I lay tail one day technically like technically speaking like from oh, yeah? the time I found the beat and recorded it all it was one day that's crazy now that I think about it because that's a good ass song <laughs> thinking out loud um, probably like I made that in a day too but I was writing it you know for a minute and it was like, yeah, like I wanted, to, I wanted to be, cause I know I, I've always known, like I've been diverse, like I make all kinds of music, and um, but I don't want to be too diverse to where it's fucking weird, and it's like, it's like, what the fuck are you doing, you know? It has right. to sound like dystopia. So I think this is like the perfect mix of like it's all me. Even my PR, my PR, my my uh, public relations guy, I played it for him. He's like, man, it's dope. Like you have like a conceited it's pop, you know. Then you have like um, um the outro song. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you have like the, the or, or the love song, but it's like it all sounds like you. You know, it doesn't sound like like different people. It sounds yeah, it like you. It doesn't sound forced either. Yeah, like how we talked in the kitchen, like a J Cole. Like if he makes a love song, it's just, it's it's a J Cole love song. It's right. not. Oh, he's trying to make love music now. He's trying to sing. Yeah. You know, yeah. Drake. Like, well, he he was known for doing both. You know, rapping and singing. You know, so it's like that's what I'm. Um, that's what I am doing. You know, is like, like just being diverse, but in a smooth way. And I want to make sure the project was smooth. I want to make sure because I know I'm a new artist, and with new artists, people are short attention spans. They got short attention spans. Oh, of course. Who is this? Never heard of him. First yeah. song, next, you know. So first song, hey, I don't want to say it, but I have my little intro. Right. Okay, it's short. Then the next song is like another lit song. Then boom, third song, back right to back, pop. So then they're gonna be like, oh shit, I thought I knew what this was gonna be, but maybe I don't know. So I yeah. should, I should listen. Keep listening. Because yeah. I thought, I, I thought the fourth song lit. All right. Then what's after? Then Mighty Mo, Mighty Mo. Oh, people love Mighty Mo. I love it. Then boom, the love song. 
damn, right when I thought I knew this was, this is yeah. the way different. Yeah. So, and and I got that. I'm way inspired by XXX because his albums. So seventeen, have you heard? Are you familiar with this music? Yeah, like very briefly. Yeah. He has an album called Seventeen, like really dope, but it's all similar sounding. Like it's it's dope as hell. But the album that I'm inspired by is the Question Mark album. It's his last album that, okay, that yeah, he yeah. made when he was alive. I know that that's the one I know. About. That shirt is diverse as fuck, bro, and it's, it flows so well together. He has like a fucking Spanish pop song on there, so that's like. And me being a fan of just music and wanting to make all this, he was the first person that I seen in a new age, new age era, right. that he was doing what I wanted to do, you know. So it was like perfect. Like he set the blueprint for me. To be able to do it, you know, mm-hmm. so that's how I'm inspired by him, and I wanted to do like, like his question mark album was like a little blueprint for death to disto, you know, like having the bangers, my sound, the pop, the love song, then the deep, the 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 south introspective song at the end. Mm-hmm. So you know, yeah, that's, that's but I've been working yeah. on it for a minute, bro. A lot of preparation, music videos. Of course, I'm about to go on a. I'm doing my PR run now, <laughs> interviewing with you. I'm about to go on like Dash Radio and like other shit. Dude, that's great. So, yeah, and like I'm 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 happy because I want this shit to like, this is who I am. I want to book more shows. I want to be in more publications, blogs. Mm-hmm. So this is like my first like you know. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll be for sure like I'll be the first one to say this like I'll be for sure like spreading the word out you know bumping Thank it you. not because like you're on my show and everything <laughs> like I said the first time. Literally, how you explained it was like how I felt listening to it. Because <laughs> first two songs, like okay, this sounds like some more of the newest. Because yeah. I used to work with, I worked with kids this past school year, yeah. so I remember them showing music. And I'm like, okay, it sounds like a lot of the music my, my kids were listening to. And then you did have conceited, and then you did have mighty mo. I was like, oh shit, like Wait, it's it, a little it, different. It, it's a, like you said throughout that listening to that whole album. Like I never, it wasn't just like one style. So I thought that's what was cool. And like and Dude, I, was I was, sure, I was real specific, bro. Mm-hmm. I made sure because I knew if I had. There was the two first songs that are like that newer shit, quote mm-hmm. unquote. If I had a third, a third one, like I was like so like bro, like it's the way I edit music videos too. As soon as I feel like that scene is too long, you gotta cut it, you know. Mm-hmm. It was like I put conceited there on purpose for people to be caught off guard and like they keep they have to listen now, you know. They're gonna want to listen now, you know. Yeah. Because if I had like if the four first songs sounded the same, they probably would have like already oh, okay. I get it, you know. I'm like I'm like you know, by the third song they'd be done, you know. Yeah. All right, cool. You know, the first two, like, all right, all right, dope. The first one's an intro song. It's a minute long. Yeah. So that's too short to even be a song. It's like an intro. Then there's a first real song. All right, lit. Then, oh, shit, what the fuck? And it's good, though. It's actually good. Like, I know what's good, you know? Some people might think it's whack, but I know what's good, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, and it's, I love the songwriting, bro. I wrote it, you know? It's like, I'm talking about unconceited. Like, that's funny as fuck, you know? Like, like. Like, I think that's funny, you know. Like, uh-huh. who makes a song about being conceited? Right, right. As the, I always try to find subjects that people don't write about and like write about it. Mighty Mo, I put it. I, I made like an eerie twist on the kids' tale. Any, mini, mighty mo, pick a, you know, like, ooh, like that's kind of creepy. Like when you're driving at night, bro. If you're in the neighborhood driving at night, you feel like you're gonna rob someone. Mm-hmm. Dead ass. It's my song and I put it on. I'm like, bro, I feel like we're about to get into some shit. <laughs> and it's my song. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. which is good. I did what I wanted to do, you know? So it's lit, bro. Like, I'm excited. Can you talk about the videos a little bit? I know you didn't want to talk about your acting and stuff, but I just when I saw your the film that you were in and then I saw Definitely. the music videos, mm-hmm. I was like, this guy has like a film background because all your Definitely yeah. all your music videos felt like a movie to me. Yeah. I'm a director, bro. I plan to make movies. Yeah? You know? Yeah, definitely. Right? Maybe. No, I mean, no, the acting, no, I'm done to talk about it. Just, I don't want to focus on it, you know? Mm. 
I've been acting since I was a little kid. I've been acting since I was a little kid, bro. So when my dad being in the film industry, he he um. So I mean, I, I feel like I kind of have to explain a little bit about my father to to so you can understand like how I fit into it, right? My father had a management company called Suspect Entertainment, right? And um, so my dad, he was like he used to gangbang. He 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 did all kinds of shit, right? So he he's he's a cholo, was a cholo. He's he's a grown man now. He's a father, right? Man man of God and all that shit. Mm-hmm. But he used to be a, a cholo, right? Straight up gangbanging. So when he got into Hollywood. He did a lot of consulting for authenticity and shit. Like, like you know, Training Day. You ever seen the movie Training yeah, Day? Yeah, of course. So he worked on that. He was a cons- he was the consultant on there. No way. Yeah, he did the consulting, making making sure everything's authentic, right? So, Holy so, shit. so, that- what do you like? So, so you do podcasts, right? So, say, say Hollywood, Hollywood. They're doing a, a movie about a guy who's starting a podcast or some shit, and then they're you're just like bro like that's not how we do it like, right, right you know right. what I'm saying like they're doing it all weird bro, yes like that's not how we do it what the fuck do you watch Netflix uh yeah like, well, Sidetrack there's a show on Netflix called On My Block and it's supposed oh. bro, have you heard about it yeah yeah, yeah. Bro, well, do you like, like it do you like I, it I hate it bro it's okay. so why do you hate it why do you hate it because I grew up in Santa Ana and I know like I love Santa Ana I bro know, we record there yeah yeah alright that's what's up man I know like I never lived in like in the hood, in the hood, but I you know, well, like Santa Ana, Santa Ana, you you're gonna see some shit. I knew people who lived near the hood or like in yeah. the hood, and I know it wasn't like I don't know. I just felt like it was kind of too cheesy, like it was a cheesy. Agree, agree for sure, bro, for sure, bro. Yeah, for sure. But see, I told my dad that right, cause my my dad, cause I never lived, I never lived that lifestyle. Like right. my dad broke the cycle, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't grow up like all. Oh, I I never did all none of that, right? I told my but. Family, being around family, mm-hmm. you know, all that shit. I'm like, man, that shit corny as fuck. Like, yeah. you can pick up on it quick. Like, that shit corny as fuck, Hell you know? Yeah. But my, you know, my dad said, he's like, you know what? Like, it's good for the kids, though. Like, young kids who are liking it and shit, it's good for them. So I'm like, all right, cool. It just ain't for me, you know? Right. Like, definitely not for me. It's for sure for the younger generation, you know, teenagers right now, mm-hmm. you know, and all that shit. But yeah, it's corny as fuck. Like, <laughs> I live in Pico Rivera, bro. Like, anyone who, like, Anyone who's even just seen a cholo, like, bro, what the fuck yeah, is yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they look like they got some high fashion flannels on, like some Gucci flannel. Like, I never, there's, yeah, it looks corny as hell. But um, my dad, so that's what he did, though, was that. For making sure his shit's authentic. Training day. Nah, we don't talk like that, what the fuck? We don't dress like that. You know, these are, these are cholos where they shit, you know? Shit like that type shit, you know? He got, he, he supplied guys, background, you know what the background, background are? Mm-hmm. So background, guys in the background. He supplied the background. He got real, real gangsters—not gangsters, but real guys that live that life that wanted to do film. He got them, and they had that look still. He put them in film and shit, yeah, and then he had an idea. Damn, I'm gonna be a manager, and he he started managing like cholos, gangsters turned actors, you know. Mm-hmm. So and it's because they're bringing an authentic feel, like that. The actors they bring because because you could shave your head right now. Me, I could, or some random guy who grew up like in a normal life, right? He could shave his head. And try to audition for a cholo, but he still he could probably look the part, but he probably can't act the part. No, you know of what course I'm saying? not. Yeah, yeah. Someone live that shit, and they know that shit, and they Easy feel that they feel the pain, they feel everything, and then they could bring out the real gangster side. Mm-hmm. That's rare, you know. So my dad was supplying that. So my dad was doing that for Hollywood. He had a landmine, bro. Like they were popping, bro. Like really, like because he was the first one to do it. Yeah, he was the first like one to do it, bro. Very niche. Yeah. Now, like it's kind of like everyone's kind of like it's like everyone's doing it on social media. It's like a big thing, but back then, it was, especially when there's no social media and shit, they're popping, bro. They're on New York Times, LA Times, all that shit. So my dad was doing all that. So he's just in. He's just in the in the business, right? He put me in. Um, 
like background and shit as a little kid with my sisters I have two older sisters he put us in the background and shit on training day or no 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 I'm not training oh, day but like okay. I was in a Blink-182 music video like, oh, okay. way early on like in the background and then um, I liked it a lot and he told me he's like if you want to do it start at your school do plays so that's how I got into acting just doing theater 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 then I got an agent in middle school and it's because my dad had knew the business and he, he had a plan We I remember him telling me the plan and we executed the plan you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. we went we, we went and we conquered so like so he got the plan we did it I did all that and then that's when I started discovering music and I was like man I want to do music my, my, my music is like where my heart's at I still for sure will be do, doing acting still mm-hmm. like for sure like I'm gonna do a lot of shit you know I'm gonna open a clothing line you know I'm gonna do all kinds of shit but um that's how I got into acting what was the question again I, I forgot how kind of, like yeah the influence I guess I I was all kind of related to what I had asked I forgot what I asked specifically <laughs> <laughs> but basically it was like Oh, the, the music videos being a movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's how I got into acting and shit. Like, that's how that's my film background. Like, my film background. I mean, I necessarily don't have a film background because I haven't, like, like, I wasn't, like, directing films and shit. Mm-hmm. But I've been on so many sets that, like, I knew how to, I knew how to, I knew how to do it. I knew the, I knew the preparation that yeah, came to Yeah, you could it. tell it's present in your life. That's what I was trying to say. Definitely, bro. It's a lot of preparation. That's another thing, too. Rappers and artists, they lack that shit. They think... Yeah, bro, just my, my music video friends, they tell me, man, these rappers, they have no idea what the fuck they want. Just pull up. Pull up, we'll shoot something. Like, I, have a, I do a shot list. I email it to them, like, on some movie shit. Prep it out, set it. I'm like, all right, we're going to be here at 3. We got to be here by 7. Get it all done, you know? So, yeah, it's like that film background helped a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, it helped a lot. And I've been directing all every music video you see, I directed, bro. There you go. Every single one. My first one was shot off an iPhone. I did that shit. I edited it, too. Like, you know, so like, yeah, that's my film background, you know. Yeah. I'm I, I had to talk about <laughs> it. I had to talk about it because that little short film you sent me, man, I, it, like the beginning was so relatable to me because like I remember in high school, all my friends would want to go to the beach, right? And in the short film, my, you know, like the dad's like, no, you got to like do the yard and shit. <clears throat> that's, that, that was my dad. That's based, that's based on my dad. That, that happened to my dad. That's based on my dad. Uh, my dad's like not life, but like uh, uh, incident that where his friend died. Oh, okay. okay. So it's based on that. That was like all all inspired by his stepdad when he's well, my grandpa. I consider mm-hmm. my grandpa. You know, he passed away, but like inspired by all that. You know, mm-hmm. so that was a crazy that I played that. Yeah, but that was that was uh that was like that first part. Like I said, like I, I remember waking up at like six seven a.m. and doing like pulling the weeds and like trimming trees and shit. Oh. Cause if not, my dad would get real physical with me, you know. Like I'm not afraid to say it on the podcast anymore, cause he knows. But um, you know what I mean? Like it was like waking up really early, cause my friends would want to go to beach at ten or whatever during the summers, cause you know that's what that's what high schoolers do, or that's what other you know teenagers do, run around and have fun in the summers. But I always had to like be up early, do like a bunch of chores in the yard, stuff that I really didn't even know how to do, but I kind of like had to learn how to do it real quick. But my, my parents were super strict, dude. Yeah, my that's parents, my, my my dad too. They were super strict, like. You know, I'm gonna. I'm 21 years old now. Like, I pay rent. I live with my parents still. I pay rent. Um, we have like a better relationship now. But man, when I was in high school, shit was wild. Mm-hmm. A lot, lot of physical altercation. My my dad, he know, like he'll he'll you know, it's not like a secret. He had anger problems and shit. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of shit from his past was just, you know, was haunting him. I guess. You yeah. Know, he had a lot of anger problems and shit. It always is, bro. Mexican dad, like Latino dads, they always have a lot of stuff that they hold. Yeah, yeah, especially because if you're not in the streets, if you're not from the streets, uh, 
you're you're from the motherland, you know, Mexico, where where you were dropped out of school. My grandma dropped out of school, like in elementary school, to go work on the fields, you know, mm-hmm. like so they always like were, you know, yeah, like if you weren't in the streets, you were either like fucking doing hard work, yeah, you Young know, age. yeah. So so my mom, my mom's side of the family is like all like Mexican, like 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 straight from the motherland, and then my dad's is all like LA, you know. So my dad, like, they were super strict, bro, because they didn't want my dad didn't want me to end up like him. Mm-hmm. He didn't want me to end up like him. He, he always told me his worst fear was me being in the game. Damn. You know, that was his worst fear. Like he has nightmares of that shit. Like, mm-hmm. well, not anymore, but like he would have nightmares of me getting jumped in and all this shit, like crazy shit, you know. And that was his worst fear. And he always worries about me when I'm out and shit because they think I'm doing crazy shit, but I'm not. You know, they worry about me stuff. Yeah. But I'm not doing crazy shit, you know. But um, yeah, my parents were mad strict, bro. Like. They were worried about me, you know. I did fuck up a bit, but, like, just normal fuck up. Yeah. You know, normal fucking up Every shit. kid needs to. I mean, there's no such thing as, like, a perfect childhood, you know what I mean? Because you're not going to learn that way, too. Bro, honestly, like, if you don't fuck up in high school and you were perfect, you're going to fuck up in yeah. your 20s. I'd rather fuck up in high school at 16, 17 than Bro, I'm, a, I'm being honest, bro. Most people that I knew that were, like, goody two-shoes in high school, they're having, like, crises now, you know? Not crisis, like, like, they're just, like... Oh my god, I've been trying to please my parents and I'm discovering myself now, you know? Yeah. So it's like, you know, no matter what it's gonna happen, you know, everyone has that everyone has that that those emotions, those feelings. I had it mm-hmm. for sure. A lot of um doubt, um, a lot of depression, a lot of I've had suicide thoughts before, you know, just crazy shit, you know, like you know, my parents know all this, you know, they know they know everything. Mm-hmm. You know, so but yeah, I'll just tell you because I mean my parents are mad strict. It made me want to be more wild though. I told yeah. them like it did the opposite. I told Not them for me, bro. <laughs> I told them, bro. They they keep me in. They they let me go out, bro. I didn't do shit, bro. Like yeah. it made me want to go hard, Damn. like party party wise. Right. That's 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 the one thing like strict parenting or even like like think about private schools. I remember meeting a lot of people from private schools like the girls, but they're always the most wildest, right? Yep. From the private schools, most drugs, shows, yeah, most, most drugs. drugs, most like sexual, most like everywhere. You know what I mean? They're just everywhere with everything, and so I just felt like, you know, my parents. Were, my I, I always kind of like I I feared my parents. You know what I mean? I feel my parents' belt. I fear my parents' hands. You know what I mean? So I didn't like go out. I wasn't the rebellious type, but I know my sister was, or like a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of my my family was. You know, they reacted different to the strict parenting. Where yeah, when they do go out, they go out hard because they know it's like that limited opportunity I knew like I'm like man if I get in trouble this shit better be worth it yeah <laughs> I was scared though like I remember I used to smoke weed right in high school man I was cause my dad is whole hardcore he was it's the new day and age like he they won't understand but I'm like yo smoking weed like is like you know they it's were hard now, yeah man. they were hardcore against it because because my family is a, affected by drugs mm. like real drugs not weed hard drugs right and again, his worst fear was gangs of drugs, because mm-hmm. his my grandma was addicted to crystal meth, oh, so they were tweaking it, right? Yeah. And I, ho- I hope you don't get mad about me saying this. No, but it's just no, it's my dad. It's They're real. cool. I think he, it's my family. You know, I, I should have the right to speak about my whole family. They were tweaking it, like they have like a crazy past. You know, majority of my family, like they're on drugs, bro. Like. So, but I didn't realize this when I was younger. Like, yeah, I would hear stories, but as I'm older, I see it more, and I'm like, man, it makes me sad. You know, like yeah. my 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 uncle. My Theo's pulling up to the house and he's tweaking it and like I'm like yo what's good? he's just like look at that truck blah, blah, blah. I'm like oh so what yeah the truck the fucking blah, blah, blah. like you're saying weird shit it's scaring me bro I'm like man that's my fucking uncle bro what the fuck yeah. you know so now that I'm older I see why my dad was so hardcore against it but they were hardcore bro like man if I 
What's that smell? Mm-hmm. I was scared, bro. Mm-hmm. I made sure. Shh, Axe, I just, bro, X body spray. Bro, I made sure, bro. I was like, ooh. And then, like, when I got caught, man, oh, my God, it was, like, the end of the world, bro. Like, they, I was, like, on lockdown, dude. They took everything, bro. And, like, I remember everyone from school, they're like, man, your parents are crazy, you know? And they were crazy. But, like, I, I mean, like, it, you know, we talk about it a lot. They apologize, you know, like, they, they didn't know they were too hard and shit, you know? Like, because I was just a kid. I wasn't doing crazy shit, you know? One time, though, I did get caught with, uh, I was high. I got caught. But I did kind of fuck up because my aunt was, like, on probation or some shit and I had weed at the house mm. <laughs> and like she, it, it, she was living with us yeah so that's all that's so like, like put her in danger right? yeah yeah her for sure she, she's gone she's good now she's not on probation so I could say that but like yeah. yeah like I wasn't you know so they were extra mad yeah they were extra mad you know yeah I'm lucky my parents are lenient now and you know, I'm, I'm glad because I'm 24 you know I mm-hmm. hope they are but I remember the first time I got caught my dumb ass we hotboxed the garage like me and some friends and that's probably like, the dumbest thing you can do right like so over an shit. hour too cause you just think the smile will go away Half, yeah, that, it feels like it stays forever bro and I remember like I sprayed myself with Axe before like coming home we drove with the windows down like I was like <laughs> oh, I'll be chilling but apparently like even I came home so late at night and like I went to the restroom went to my bed like and then you know went like knocked out or tried to knock out my mom she like woke up from her room and she's like I can smell like you made the whole house smell and I was like no way. And then even in the morning, I woke up and I was like, bro, it still smelled like it's <laughs> So I, I made it smell too much. I was like, ah, oh, shit, like I fucked up. Never doing that again. Or like, you know, where I know I got to go home. Oh my God. The yeah. fear I had, bro, yeah, just because my dad, my dad was crazy, bro. He was crazy. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I, we could go on for stories, you know, but my dad was <laughs> crazy, bro. He, he would just get. He just gets so mad and like he just anything he just got crazy, bro. Yeah. Tell me who you smoked with. Uh-huh. He was like interrogating me, bro. Uh-huh. I was like, I don't want to get them in trouble. I'm like, nah. Write down three names now. I'm like, what the fuck is going on, bro? I don't want to snitch on my homies. What the fuck? I know. No, dude. And then and then he got like anything that he felt was read related. He ripped up, bro. Like this shirt, rah, He ripped it in front of me. I'm like, damn, my dad. What the fuck? Like. It was, he was belittling me, but like he, he again, like we're good now. Like he, he apologizes. Like he's like, man, I'm so sorry. Like, yeah. Can't believe I did that. But man, they were crazy, bro. Like he grabbed me. Like what the fuck? Mm-hmm. You know? Because he, they realized too as they look back. Like I was just a normal kid. I wasn't doing nothing that crazy. I wasn't mm-hmm. breaking the law. Well, right. smoking weed, but like it's not breaking the law. Is he really know? breaking the law? Yeah. Not in California though. Yeah. Well, when I was a minor, I'm saying, but oh, it's not okay, even yeah. it's not even a crime. It's not it's not like a, a real crime. I'm not breaking into cars. I'm not you right. know. So like not stealing, not yeah. I'm not selling killing. drugs. I'm not mm-hmm. selling drugs. You know. So like, so they look back and they realize, or even now, you know, like, like, even since I've been out of high school, you know, they think like I'm crazy. But then they'll, they'll go to like a parenting class or some shit, and they're like, oh man, you're not that bad. <laughs> Those kids are bad. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, yeah. They're like, you're normal. <laughs> so they just worry about me. They just yeah. worry about me, like any parent, you know. Yeah. And they have they follow me on Instagram. <laughs> Your parents have Instagram? Yeah. Okay, so they're still way behind. So, so they see me on Instagram. They see me post up some shit. They're gonna be tripping, you know. Mm-hmm. But they got they got used to it. I told them you gotta get used to it, you know. Mm-hmm. You gotta get used to to. They just don't tell me nothing no more, even though they don't agree with it. Yeah. It's like I'm my own person now. I'm not breaking the rules of the house. I'm not breaking the rules of the house. Right. So you can't. T- the rules. Yeah, you can't tell me if I'm posting something on Instagram. You can't get mad at that. A girl's ass or some bullshit. Just something stupid, you know. Yeah, yeah Something yeah, stupid. Yeah. Other people smoking and drinking. They're gonna uh, get. Mad. I'm not doing it. Right. You know, I, I personally don't smoke or drink, right? But you know, like, I'm 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 an adult. When I'm outside the house, I could 
do what I want if I'm not breaking the law. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have my own car. Like, I have, like, this is mine. Like, I bought it, you know? So, like, mm-hmm. so they just got used to it. You know, sometimes they'll be like, oh, why'd you post that? My grandma, she has me on Instagram, too. Dang, your grandma's like on Instagram? <laughs> yeah, so, like, she saw some shit I posted yesterday. But she's older, so she's for sure, like, mijo, why do you have that <laughs> You with the guns and the ski mask. Like, and I'm like, grandma, that's from a music video, you know? She's like, yeah, but the FBI, they start watching. I'm like, grandma, <laughs> grandma, grandma they're not going to watch me. And plus, it's not real. Yeah, it's yeah. a movie. Like, I'm not posting video, it. Right? I'm not yeah. posting it like, pull up, I'm going to show you. Yeah, it's, it's behind the scenes, you know, like, that was, those are props, like actual props. Those aren't real guns in the Mighty Mo, the Mighty Mo music video. So, like, yeah, my grandma's funny. She's like, yeah. why do you post that? You're going to get in trouble. I'm going to pray for you. You know, so, like. Yeah, it's funny, you know. Yeah. But my parents, they just gotta get used to it. They had to get used to me being an artist for sure. Yeah. Because being an artist, if if you have, if your kid is an artist, you're different. You're way different. Yeah, of course. Hell yeah, different you know, lifestyle. You dress different. You 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 stand out. You you like attention being on you. Mm-hmm. So they had to get used to me wearing different shit. When I was in high school, I started wearing like di- like different kind of things. I remember my dad's like, "What the fuck are you gay or some shit?" You know, like yeah, he was aggressive, bro. He, he's not he's not like that at all, you know. Because the way they raised me was. Uh, ever since I was a little kid is um, basically not to be racist and not to be homophobic but the way they put it was like it don't matter who it is everyone's assholes <laughs> you know <laughs> oh Jewish people are greedy blah, 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 stingy right but it's like nah he just happened to be Jewish he's just a greedy motherfucker yeah, <laughs> you get yeah. what I'm saying that's the way my parents raised me okay, yeah. you get me like or they're always stealing he's like he just happens to be black and he's stealing you know mm-hmm. people, people are jerks period yeah. so so my dad would apologize about that too, like saying like saying that to me, you know, because I wear some skinny ass jeans or some shit, and he'd be like, "What the fuck? What the fuck? Those kids are influencing you at that art school you go." To. I'm like, "What the fuck? What the fuck are you saying?" But like, yeah, they had to get used to me like wearing some different shit because I wasn't. I, I I feel like I dress fly now. Like right now, I'm just kicking in casual, but I feel like I dress fly now. Um, but. You have to, it comes with a dressing fly. You don't, you get there by dressing in some weird ass shit. Yeah, of course. You gotta, so, you gotta be out there. You gotta be, you gotta make a statement. You gotta be different. No, but it wasn't always cool though. Oh, okay. I thought it was cool, but I'm like, damn, I look kind of weird. What the <laughs> fuck? I thought, like, yeah, this is, it stands out. I'm aware. But it, it, it was standing out in the wrong way. Yeah. You know? But they had to get used to me wearing some different shit. And they're like, all right, like, this is who he is, you know? Like, mm-hmm. like, you know, the tattoos, they for sure do not like my tattoos. Like, that. Like, they accepted it, you know? And they just realized at the end of the day, like, if I'm not harming no one, like, like they want me to be me. Even though they might not agree to it. Like, they might not like my tattoos and all that shit. Because they know I'm, I'm getting, like, I'm going to be, like, by the end of this year, all this will be filled up. Like, okay. So, like, I get tattooed in Santa Ana, bro. So, oh, like, five minutes from here, where, where the Raising Kings is? Yeah. I get tattooed on a, ta- a tattoo shop right oh, there. Oh, right there? By yeah. the Best Buy? It's like Chick-fil-A, In-N-Out, Raising Kings, we're all right there. There's a street right there, street okay. orange or some shit. I don't know. I get tattooed right there. Literally, it's like five minutes from here. Damn, that's tight. Small world, but um, I have to check them out. Yeah, it's my homegirl. I'll, I'll put you on, but like, yeah, I'm gonna be tatted up. So like, they had to get used to everything. They had to get used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just had to get used to the artist. Even my grandma, bro. When I got my first tat, she started crying, bro. bro like, my sister got her first tat. I mean, my sister's pretty tatted now, and like, I want to get tats in the future, but. My sister got like her tats and she has it like very vividly on her palm and like her wrist. But uh, my grandma like got pretty upset on her too. My grandma was crying, bro. Like if I was the, if it was the end of the world, Damn. 
me home. She said, do you love me? I'm like, what the fuck is gonna do with, with I love you? Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. And then my mom, she just, my mom just tried to tell her, like, stop telling her that. Stop telling him that, mom. Mm-hmm. He's, 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 this is, he's young. He wants to do what he wants to do. Stop telling him that. Like, he's making me, I, I did feel bad, dude. She was making me feel bad, you know? Mm-hmm. But like, it's like, it's me. You know, and then she came back from Mexico recently. So I had a bunch of new tats that she hasn't seen. She mm-hmm. didn't say nothing. You know, but I love her. We're about to go see Hogs and Shot Hobbs and Shot them all. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm about to see that. There I love my grandma. She loves action movies, so we go see the craziest action movies. But yeah, they, my whole family had to get used to it. My extended family, then I don't know if they're really used to it, but like, my extended family has a whole other story. Like my uncles and cousins, all that shit. When I say my family, I'm talking about mom, dad, uh, grandma. Okay. You know, my sisters, I don't really see them that much. Um, so they're kind of used to it, I guess. They're, they're gonna have to get used to it because when I do a show I'm gonna bring them they have to come so they have to get used to seeing me be a rock star you of know of course but um I'm still I'm normal you know I'm not like and I'm and, and I genuinely I genuinely like don't do drugs and shit so if I was doing coke and all this crazy ass shit then it'd be like they probably would be more worried like oh my god you know you have to be headstrong mm-hmm. to be in this industry to not be influenced because there's drugs everywhere bro. yeah oh hell god. yeah especially in this shit but yeah, so like, I have, a, I have a good head on my shoulders, you know, just being just being laser focused. Um, obviously, I get distracted, you know, I might go out once in a while, I'll be like, put, put, put something off or some bullshit. For sure, but yeah. overall, like, I'm focused, man. I ain't doing drugs. I'm ready. Right. You know. So just to kind of wrap things up. Let's get it. What's uh, what's next for you? You dropped your tape, obviously. Man, just, it's it's so fresh. Like, I, I want to ride with the Depths of Disto. For a minute, you know, I want to ride with it. Not, not ride with it, but like, like, like see, see what, see what that does for me. But for sure, what's next is like, I don't know, I don't know if I'm gonna do a project for a minute. Like, I'm, I'm gonna just do singles, like, just music videos, like fire ass music videos. More, try to get it more on no jumper. Try to get it more on like high beast and like more shit. Eventually, world star. You know, like, mm-hmm. just keep growing that. I mean, the goal is to grow my fan base, like the people who really support me. You know, I have merch coming. So that that's coming. There you go. I haven't announced any of this on Instagram. So this I'm about to announce all this. I have merch coming. Um, I have physicals of my mixtape. That's just coming. Limited go. edition, right. very limited edition. I'm selling that shit. That's for like die hard, like, cause that shit, like, it's not about what it is right now. It's about what it's gonna be ten years from now, you know. So like, that's like my die hard, like not die hard. That's like for day one supporters, like. Like the the mixtape, I'm I'm selling physical copies, so that's what's next. You know that more merch, more merch, more merch. I plan to sell lots of merch, more shows, more shows, more shows. Um, I plan to learn a lot more. You know, um, this is all just music shit. I plan to learn a lot more about the business. You know, there's always more I can learn about, make more connections, mm-hmm. get into more ears, get into more um, people's minds. Like, okay, who is this kid? You know. Um, but for sure, it's like, to me, I just want to find the singles, make one of them pop, you know, like, that's it. Mm-hmm. One of them pops, they're all going to pop. Right. Because one of them goes viral, one of them gets 5 million views, they're all going to check out Money Mo, and then Money Mo's going to hit 2 million views. Yeah. They're like, damn, shit's hard, and then they're going to check out my other shit, that shit's going to hit a million. You right, know, right. like, Shoreline Mafia, you know Shoreline Mafia? Yeah, I've heard of them. So, Shoreline Mafia, like, like, they had this one song that blew up. And then all their old that shit, like from two years ago, they'd be playing at a parties and it was released two years ago, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like shit like that, you know? Like I, I, I know for a fact I have songs that are old that are, are going to hit a million views 
mm-hmm. like still because they're so good. Doing my dance, the one I told you that I got the local buzz. Yeah, people love that one. It's so good, bro. It's such a lit song. Like, so I was like, I know for sure that one will hit a million in the future. You know, mm-hmm. but for sure it's about like making that shit pop. And again, like I said in the in the beginning of this interview, like I'm I'm taking the long route. So I know it's not gonna be like overnight. I'm about to drop a music video. It's just gonna blow up. Like I know yeah, it's gonna yeah, yeah. it's gonna take a minute. It's gonna take a minute. But then boom, right when it hits, it hits. You know the baby. You ever heard of the baby? Yeah, he of was, course, bro. So he's he's crazy, right? He kind of blew up too. Yeah, but he's bro. He's been putting in the work. You go to his YouTube channel. He has vlogs from like four years ago. Damn. Okay. Like he's like like a little reality show, which is I have Disto TV, which is like like she helps me. Marissa right here. Marissa, shout out Marissa. She's right here. She's right here shooting for me. Like I have my own Disto TV, and I got that from Soldier Boy the baby. But the baby had shit from like four years ago, Damn. you know. And I'm like, he's been putting on work, so that's why I'm laying out my foundation. So when it does pop, they're gonna watch this old shit and be like, he's been putting on work, you mm-hmm. know. So it isn't some overnight shit, but um, yeah, it's just building up my fan base because I feel like I'm gonna have a cult fan base, like mm-hmm. diehard, like there you go, like cult, like hardcore, like, army ready to go, for ready to defend me to the death, you know. There you go. Like, you know, so yeah, that's like that's what I'm really focused on is like trying to get more in touch with the people who support me and grow that. You know, I I I keep track of everyone who does support me. I DM them. I, I I respond to them. Like you know, I, I keep I keep track of like literally like the people who support me. I'm like all right, this person like they retweet everything I, I fucking post. Like you know, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, they 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 comment. They spam my comments on Instagram. Or they're they sharing sh- stuff. For yeah, you. they yeah. shout me out on their story all the time. So I'm like, it's like how do I find those people and multiply it? Mm-hmm. But, but but by multiplying it, it's by focusing on those people. You know. Building it up together makes sense, yeah. So that's what's next for me is just building up the fan base, um, spreading more knowledge. You know, trying to hit, spit game to people. Like mm-hmm. uh, I want to, I want other artists to get hit with the business. Do your shit yourself. You know, uplift other people. Yeah, that's it. Basically, merch, Bro, that's merch, great. merch, merch, merch. Death to disto. Great to hear, man. This has been fun. Appreciate you. It really has, dude. It's been a pleasure, bro. Really love this conversation, man. Hey, Noah Alvarez here. Thanks again for tuning in to another My Mike and I episode. Again, this podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud. Oh, and we are part of the Big Heads Podcast Network. Be sure to leave a rating and review if you're listening on Apple. Be sure to like, give us a follow if you're listening on SoundCloud. And just help spread the word of the My Mike and I podcast. It's just me out, me out here hustling trying to do the best I can to produce a dope podcast on a weekly basis. So I greatly would appreciate any help I can get. Again, I'm Noah Alvarez, the host of the My Mike and I podcast, signing off. Till next time.